I get those goosebumps every time You come around, yeah You lose my mind, you make everything so fine Worry about those times I'm way too numb, yeah It's way too dumb, yeah I get those goosebumps every time I need the hybrid Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah When you're not around me Throw that to the side, yo I get those goosebumps every time, yeah 713 Could've played one, yeah, I'm riding Why they on me? Why they on me? I'm flying Sippin' low-key I'm sippin' low-key and honest Find a rider I get those goosebumps every time Good evening, everyone. Uh, welcome back to Loading Mag and UFC Away Days there for the match preview, uh, the penultimate match preview. Um, yeah. uh, it was put in the tweet earlier um, by uh, Daz, and I was like, wow, it is. It literally is like the penultimate game before the end of the season. Um, but we're always here to discuss what is. Uh, for both teams, a massive, massive game for very, very different reasons. And um, I'm really looking forward to to chatting about this. But of course, got the main man, uh, Chris Hall, tonight will be considered as Geordie Chris, um, yep. a.k.a. Brandy and Blaze in the house. Um, how you doing, my man? How's things? I'm all good, mate. Yeah, all good. So you can see I got a vape to match your T-shirt. Um, sadly, I dropped I dropped my vape uh, the other day, so I had to go and get a disposable one until I go to the shop tomorrow. So um, yeah, I've got me. So if anyone knows, so I've got me yellow vape today, which is matching matching Pete's top. But yeah, I'm all good, mate. Um, really looking forward to the match tomorrow. Um, like li literally zero nerves. Um, I'm actually really, really looking forward to it. So expecting a big performance. Um, and expecting um, quite some scenes at St James's Park tomorrow. So yeah, all good. What about you, mate? You good? Oh, good. Yeah, I was. I was going to ask you that, and it's, I'm glad that you said it because you talked about not having any any nerves about the game. Is that is that a little bit to do with what happened yesterday at Anfield with the the, the Liverpool result? Yeah, you know, if Liverpool had got that late winner, would you maybe have been a little bit different going into this game? Yeah, possibly. Um, you know, I don't get me wrong. When I looked at the fixtures, I did, I did think, especially the last few weeks, because obviously we've been paying particular attention to the fixtures. Yeah. But um, you know, I did kind of think to myself, you know, I, I do, I do fancy us for the three points this weekend. I know, um, I know, Chris and Ash won't want to hear that, but like, you know, I've I've been watching Leicester over the last few weeks because um, there's been particular interest in my households with reds and blues in the house. Yeah. So they've obviously been paying particular attention, and I just feel like. I mean, I could be wrong, but I, f I feel like Leicester may have left it too late. Um, you know, there's there's been some some pretty pretty winnable games, I'd say, or games where you know they're still in it and it's just not fell their way. Um, and I'll be, I'll be honest, I I expect tomorrow um, St James's Park to be absolutely bouncing. So if they were planning on picking up three points tomorrow, they, they've probably picked arguably one of the hardest places to come and do it. Um, because I think have you, the it's going to be like a carnival atmosphere tomorrow, isn't it? Because the, tomorrow, I, I'm classing tomorrow as our celebration of Champions League Day. That's that's how I'm seeing it. Yeah. But, um, you know, 
stranger things happen in football, though, don't they? They do. They do. Um, I think everyone's really confident from a Newcastle perspective that we will seal it. We only need a point to seal it. Um, but I think most Newcastle fans are, are confident that we will get um, that we'll get three. Um, but look, uh, you made some really good points about Leicester and I'm looking forward to getting uh, both Chris and Ash's opinions on this in just a second. But first of all, welcome to everyone in the chat. 100 plus already in the chat um, uh, as we speak. Uh, I'm very, very uh, welcome to everyone. We've got Jules in the house, one of our spanners. Welcome in, hope you're well. We've got the likes of Dave. Uh, Dave Munden, welcome in. Craig Lee, um, always a regular in the in, in the chat. Jordan Two for Life and Michael Palmer, um, always there. Um, as well. Uh, alongside them, we've got Dave Cook. Welcome, Dave. We've got N9NE, NUFC. Um, Mark Taylor, our resident Arsenal fan. Welcome in there. Um, hope you're feeling better. I know you were. You said you were sitting in a dark room today after the Forest result. So uh, hopefully we'll put a smile on your face. What I eat there is in the house. Kamal, great to have you in there. Um, and many, many more. And as Lisa's just said, I'll still the comments for a second, Chris. Um, just a reminder to get your comments and questions in for both Chris and Ash um, uh, as we're going on the show. Um, and if you haven't already, click the like and subscribe. Um, and if you haven't clicked the notification bell, click that notification bell because it gives you a notice for any show that we do, whether it's last minute like yesterday's um, fantastic uh, Champions League show or whether it's going to be related to um, anything else in Newcastle United to get involved in that. And of course, away days would not be away days without having a fantastic um, opposition view. And it's an absolute pleasure to welcome back um, Chris from Leicester Till I Die uh, YouTube channel. Welcoming Chris. How are you doing? I'd love to say it's a pleasure to be here, but I don't think it's going to be. But uh, <laughs> <laughs> thanks, well, thanks for having me back, lads. And um, just just be kind, be kind, please. We, uh, look, we, we will, we will for sure. And of course, um, it's a pleasure to welcome back Ash uh, from. Um, if you've not watched it, the um, uh, the Twelfth Man uh, podcast uh, with Dan Potts as his Leicester representative. How are you doing, Ash? How are you doing? You're all right, guys. Thanks for having me on. Pleasure, pleasure to have you both on, and look, it's a, it's great to have you on as a uh, as less representatives. We are going to be very, very nice. I'm sure everyone in the chat will be as well because we always are. But look, we have to start somewhere. Um, but we'll start with Newcastle. We'll start with um, some level of positivity within within our clubs at the moment. You know, Chris has talked about it being, um, you know, a Champions League sort of celebration. You guys have played in the Champions League. If I'm right in thinking, and I might be wrong on this, uh, please correct me if I am. You were the last team outside of the traditional top six to get Champions League um, or seven or, or so years ago. So, you know, you are kind of flying the flag for all of those teams outside of that traditional top six that have been there and have broke that mould. Um, you know, from a Newcastle perspective, getting there, what does it... Like, what are your thoughts on that as an outsider looking at Newcastle achieving uh, achieving that feat or being very, very close to achieving that feat? It's, it's great news for you guys. I, th I think it will be exciting to watch an, an, a new team in there that's not, like you say, the traditional top six because St. James's Park will be absolutely buzzing every every Wednesday night that they play at home and it's just going to be amazing. Um, I think if your recruitment's right in the summer, because it's, it's going to be an important summer to 
Um, obviously, you've earned your place in the Champions League, but I do think you'll need some squad depth for the fixtures next season, things like that now. Um, so, yeah, I think it's great. It's great news for Newcastle, the city and everything. It's, it, and it'll be exciting to see a different team representing the Premier League. Definitely. And Chris, what, what did it what did it do for, you, for, for your fan base? You know, talk from a Leicester perspective now, when you guys got Champions League football, like how did it sort of change your mentality and the way you were thinking, um, you know, because you're now playing Champions League football and, and will it change in any way, in your opinion, Newcastle's fan base in terms of expectation and, and what's maybe to come? I, th- I think the difference is, and I'm, I'm not being disrespectful here, but you... You were probably expecting to get some form of European football this season. Maybe not the Champions League, but you know you've got you've got a good manager, you've got you know some good backing. Uh, so you were always going to be challenging. I think not as good as you have been doing, and it's a credit to you. Um, I think for, for Leicester, it all happened for us the previous season. Mm. You know because we didn't just qualify. Um, no disrespect by coming to the third or fourth, we qualified by winning the damn thing. Yeah. Uh, that. Yeah. That was mad, you know. Um, I'm sure Ash remembers it. I mean, you know, it was getting time off work. I was, I was ringing up someone, another, uh, another podcast to say, can you speak to Japanese, you know, radio on Tuesday? I went, well, yeah, if you can speak to New Zealand radio for me on Friday. It was just absolutely mental. Um, and we, I guess, we didn't expect. Well, I certainly didn't expect to go that far in the Champions League. Uh, we got a good group, but you can only play who you know who, who you picked against. Um, you know, let's not forget sort of how nice Arsene Wenger was to us and said that we were going to be an embarrassment uh, to English football. Uh, <laughs> his, his team then went on and lost ten two over two legs in one game, and you know we we got to a quarter final of the Champions League in our first season. We were the last English team in the Champions League that season, last British team in the Champions League that season. And that was something that Man City didn't, you know, they didn't get the group for about two or three seasons, I don't think, when they qualified. So it was it was great times. And, you know, if you'd have said to me 15 years ago that, you know, you'll be at your home ground on a Thursday night, whenever Wednesday night, watching a quarterfinal of a Champions League with your son, uh, I'd have... You know, got you carted off by the men in white coats. Yeah, <laughs> just the, mostly the downside, as I'm sure Ash will, will appreciate, is that your expectations then grow with that. Yeah. And Massively. that, you know, that is the problem. And that's, I think, is probably where we have struggled and why we are where, where we are now. No, I think it's a really, really good point. And this is part of the reason why I wanted to ask you that because, you know, it's important for a Newcastle perspective that we that we do keep a level head and the expectations don't go out the window or don't get too extravagant because it is a building process. Yeah. You made a really good point as well, Chris, is that, you know, Man City struggled initially when they got into the Champions League and, and they, they did struggle to get out of the group phases and it was a process for them to see what they're about to potentially achieve this season. It has been a process for them, whereas you guys did book the trend and get straight out and actually into the latter stages. So, um, you know, you're absolutely right in that. And you know, we talked about something positive. We talked about you guys playing Champions League football and and obviously flying the flag for 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 England. Like you said, you were the last English representative at that point in time. Um, and look, 
for us, Chris, it's just a dream for us to be on the brink of or potentially playing Champions League football. You know, what, what, and, and Jordy, Chris, from, from your perspective, um, I mean, I mean <laughs> it's going to do your eyes, isn't it? <laughs> I say Jordy, Chris, otherwise, I'm going to get, I'm going to be confused. Well, then you couldn't be coming back to me again. I <laughs> know. <laughs> uh, look, what, 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 what's it going to mean to you, mate? Um, back in Champions League, I remember us talking about, you know, early 2000s when we were talking about going to Champions League matches and watching them so many years ago um, and those days coming back now, like, what is it going to mean to you um, when that when that gets finalised? Yeah, it's just it's just crazy, isn't it? Like, I, I'm absolutely delighted and, you know, it, it still feels a little bit surreal, I think, until, you know, until uh, it actually happens, until we actually get there and even until the, maybe the, the start of the season, I don't know, it, it still won't feel real. Like, I, I was saying to me, uh, to Lisa yesterday, my wife, I was saying to her yesterday, it's going to be odd. Because normally when I hear, you know, me red and blue mates, well, not me blue mates, but definitely me red mates going, oh, Champions League draws at 11 o'clock. Oh, we'll have to watch it. Like, I just totally switch off from stuff like that. I just because obviously I'm, I'm interested as a football fan, but it's not like the be all end all. Whereas this year, you know, when the Champions League draw gets done, it'll be like, oh, who are we going to get? And for me, like Chris was saying earlier then, like I don't really care who we play, but and and this sounds really odd, but I kind of want it to be bigger and better. Like I want the big teams, I want like the toughest group ever because I want us to just you know take in every single moment. Like I want the Real Madrids, I want the PSGs, I want the Bayern Munichs. Um, I don't want I don't want to end up in a you know in in a table where people go oh they'll probably make it through there. I want I want the difficult most difficult test possible, and for me just just being in in that conversation in that pot for the draw it's just it yeah. means everything it's just it's just fantastic and then you know watch watching us uh, in the champions league as well it'll just be it'll just be incredible tell you what ash the champions league is so overrated it's, i mean it's all about the championship for me <laughs> oh yeah <laughs> i think that's what the guys decided at um seagrave anyway chris all <laughs> <laughs> yeah. well, i'll say guys is enjoy the ride wherever it takes you if you don't get out the group enjoy it for what it is we weren't expected to be anybody you know, you know, and we we had an easiest group, you know, easiest group. We weren't expected to do as well, but just enjoy every moment and just take take it all in because you never know when it's going to come round again. Hopefully, again for you, but you just never know. Definitely, you're absolutely, uh, you're absolutely right, and and you have um, you have <laughs> you segued us quite nicely, uh, Chris, onto the onto the next uh, next stage. But just before that, um. Uh, Massive, massive thanks to uh, Mohammed again uh, for your donation. Um, you, I was asked the question. I'll come to you, Chris. Can we see the baller next season with Newcastle? Interesting. Um, yeah, it's an interesting question. I mean, his name. Funnily enough, when we got the when we when the takeover was confirmed, his name was one of the you know the star people who we might be going for. Um, but it's gone very quiet recently, hasn't it, for Dybala. Um He's at Roma, isn't he? Am I right in saying he's at Roma? Yeah. I mean, there's no reason why not, Mohammed. I just, I just question whether, I just question whether he's an Eddie Howe type player. I don't know. Wages um, and the wages. But I was, do you know what though, Pete? I was about to say wages, but surely at Roma he can't be on that much. He can't be, surely. Yeah, no, it's a, no, it's a fair point. Um, I don't know how much they're paying because they're um, not in Champions League themselves. But it's a great question, one that we'll yeah. cover in the mm -hmm. transfer show. Actually, we'll look at a bit more detail. And our resident Arsenal fan, 
Monk, thank you for becoming a member to Loaded Mag NFC. Thank you for joining Cheers, me. Um, I really, really do appreciate it. And look, we have to come across this question and this topic, guys. Uh, we've talked about the positivity that you guys have had over the years, but look, you are in a very, very difficult position right now. And he turned it off. He turned his camera off. He didn't want to know. He didn't want to know. I'm sorry. It has to be talked about because, um, look, this is where we're at right now. Uh, 19th in the league. You've got a game in hand, but as we're talking right now, um, and we're and we're talking about the preview, the game in hand is against us at St James's Park. So, you know, if it goes what many think it will go against in terms of another defeat, you are going into the last game of the season against West Ham, albeit at the King Power on 30 points, needing needing a win and Everton to lose against Bournemouth. Ex needing leads to not beat Spurs. It's looking difficult, guys. Honestly, what are your thoughts going into this, um, into this last week, this big week? Just dread, to be honest with you, Pete. I, I, it's been a really, really disappointing season. Um, obviously, miracles happen, and that's that's all the last time. We can sit and hope for tomorrow night, you know, a miracle because on performances, we're not going to, we're going to lace Newcastle's boots there. They've been fantastic, especially at home. Um, but we, bar a miracle, I, th I think our fate is now sealed, which is unfortunately in the championship next season. Um, and picking the positives out of it, it's just a chance to rebuild and probably get some of these players off the books with really high wages <laughs> that have not been doing much. <laughs> but, yeah. No, I, I, I think that's a great uh, a great point and a really good assessment. But I'll come to you, um, Chris, from a Leicester perspective. You know, Ash has talked about it being a really disappointing season for Leicester City, uh, and it is. Nobody expected Leicester to be in this position. Nobody. Um, even when we talked and we had the previews to the cup final earlier on um, in, in 2023, um, everyone assumed that Leicester were going to get out of it. What has gone wrong? What has gone wrong at Leicester City to put them with two games to go in this position, in your opinion? How long have I got? It's been about, you know putting a plaster on, you know, broken legs for us this season. At the end of last season, uh, everybody was saying Brendan Rodgers, he's a three-season manager at most. Uh, I think we got caught up with the hype. And don't get me wrong, he, you know, he's won us an FA Cup. He's won us a Community Shield. I mean, so, but managers have the sell-by dates. And his, his had come, but we had a good end to last season and we, we ended up finishing about eighth, uh, which was not, that did not sum our season up last season at all. Yes, we got through to um, a conference semi-final in Europe, but of course we were actually in the Europa League at the start, so maybe that's not quite as good as it should have been. Um, we said let's you know let's give Brendan a chance. I think he was hung out to dry a bit by Top at the start because he didn't get the money that he hoped, but Top was looking at us possibly getting back into Europe. Uh, and then if we had done and we hadn't made you know, cutbacks, then we would have been hit with FFP. Uh, and unlike, you know, 
Manchester City and Chelsea and all them clubs, we actually try and stay within FFP rules. Uh, and um, so we couldn't buy anybody. <clears throat> but Top never came out and said anything. And this was the problem. He never came out and said why we hadn't bought anybody until deadline the match on deadline day, uh, which was half seven versus uh, Man United. By which time, 90% of the, the, the fans were absolutely pissed off as to why we hadn't bought anybody. Uh, that would have been fine had we had a good start to the season, but we didn't. Um, we had an awful start. Brighton put five past the Spurs, six, Arsenal four. Um, it, it was like, you know, it was like that film Zulu. You know, every time we looked up, they were still coming at us. And, and it, it was embarrassing. We then had a little bit of a mini run, which... Yeah, we said, oh, you know, things are turning around. But we were beating teams, and no disrespect to them, which on paper, we should have been beaten. Mm-hmm. Um, then the World Cup came along, and it messed everybody's season up, not just ours. He should have gone then, Brendan. And I think if he'd gone then and we'd got another manager in, whoever that was, I don't think we'd be in this position now. But Top stayed loyal to uh, Brendan and look at the relationship they had after the cup final. You can see that they, they got on. He felt guilty because he hadn't been able to back Brendan, so it was giving him a bit of time. Um, we had a couple of good wins after the January window. We, we beat Villa and we beat Spurs, but looking back on it, beating Spurs isn't such a big thing this season, is it? Um, <laughs> we should. It was left too late. You know, if you'd, if you'd have got Jesus in, you know, when we brought Dean Smith in, he couldn't have saved us. And Jesus saves, but he couldn't have done it. It was too late. We should have done it when Everton brought Dyche in. That's when we should have made the change. Um, and it just shows what happens when you try and play by the rules, because we couldn't bring any players in because of FFP, because we've got a full squad. And we've got a lot of average players on very high wages, uh, because we've been trying to get into the Champions League. And we, that we couldn't sell because nobody would pay them the wages that we were. So we couldn't bring anybody in without breaking FFP rules. And, you know, apparently, you know, if you try and stick to FFP rules, look what happens. Um, I told you it was going to be a long answer. <laughs> I think you've made uh, some excellent points and, um, you know, some some really good assessments obviously from a Leicester perspective um, my nephew is a Leicester fan um, been a season ticket holder for years um, or certainly the last sounds like, sounds like a wonderful person a number of years yeah he, he is but he's also talked about a lot of similar things that you've that you've mentioned as well so um, you know it, it, it's connecting for me in terms of the, the, the things that that may well have not not gone wrong but look i'll ask you the question and you've kind of talked about it with uh, dean smith um and and the team you know do you think they were the right team to come in and if they were the right team you know at what point would you have made the change to bring them in because i i look at that and i'm i'll be honest with you and chris i want to get jordy chris should i say i want to get your thoughts on this as well because i look at the manager dean smith and i'm going Honestly, I'm not quite sure. But then I'm looking at John Terry and I'm thinking top defender in, in, in his career, played brilliantly um, at Chelsea um, for his career. Leicester conceding goals all over the place. Can he rejuvenate them? But then I'm looking at Craig, Craig Shakespeare and I'm thinking, knows the club. Was it the club when you're at your pomp, playing the best stuff? And I thought, actually, that pair, that trio might work well. I mean, were you happy with that trio coming in? And where would you, where would you have made that change 
with Brendan Rodgers to, to maybe give yourselves a better chance to stay in the league. Do you want to go, Ash, or do you want me to go? Go yeah, for it, Chris. Go for it. Well, for me, he had to go after the um, after the World Cup. Well, he had to, in fact, he had to go before the World Cup because that would have given us four weeks to get somebody in to to, to get it right. Um, I, I was he the right man? Who was left? <laughs> that was the problem. You know, if you're saying. Did I want Dean Smith or did I want Jesse Marsh? Fucking hell, no. I did not want Jesse Marsh. I did not, no disrespect, want Rafa Benitez. I did not want Steven Gerrard. You know, there's all these managers. So, and when you look at Dean Smith, Brentford are where Brentford are now built on his foundations. Aston Villa, he got promoted. Uh, Grealish, he made into a billion-pound player. So... You know, he's he's got that experience. Would he have been as welcome without Craig Shakespeare? I don't know. That that was a big for me, a big plus ticking in getting him. Um <coughs> excuse me. Uh John Terry, I mean look, our defence has been so shit all season, you're not going to change it around in six weeks. You know, it, it's the teams are so demoralized. Um from what we had out there, it was the best of what was available. Um and, you know, we got five points off uh, Wolves, Leeds and Everton. Would we got those five points under Brendan? That's a fair point. Yeah. It's a fair point. Um, but anything to add, Ash? Yeah, well, pretty much just mirroring what Chris said. Uh, to be honest, I think that we probably should have got got rid of him about the time that Dyche sort of went to Everton. Um Obviously, the thing that the sticking point there was is we had a couple of good results just before the World Cup, didn't we? We beat Everton away and West Ham away. So, obviously, everyone's tails are up and then we have a few stinking results after the World Cup and that's it. We're back to square one. So, but like Chris says, to be honest, was Dice the right man for Everton? Would he have done it for us? You know, Time's gonna. We're gonna know this time, sort of next week, <laughs> and, and and that's the long and short of it. Um, I'm not fancying our chances at all, but I think Everton or Leeds, just because of the fixtures, maybe have the rub of the green, you know. Uh, but yeah, I, I think in terms of getting rid of the manager, we probably should have done it about the time that Everton got rid of uh, their manager and got got Dyche in. But again. Like you say, who, who was there available? I can't, we can't keep put, putting it down to the, the managers. Um, as a Leicester fan, I look at that squad of players and I just see minimal effort. Yeah. And that's yeah. where it boils down to with me. Definitely. You, you, could have, you could have Pep Guardiola in charge of them players this season and I don't think you'd yeah. get anything out of them. Half of them want away. They've had enough of the club. They want to play elsewhere. Um, and then... We've got other players that are frustrated because they're not being picked, because these other players, you know, <laughs> on the high wages are being started. It's just, unfortunately, it's it's a bit of a rotten situation, and um, maybe, like I said earlier, the the only positive could be we get chance for a proper rebuild if we do go down, yeah. and we can get a, a set of players that want to play for Leicester City instead of a a, a set of players on huge wages looking elsewhere. I mean, just to come back with you on that point, Ash, I agree 100%. Uh, you look at Everton beating uh, Brighton. Mm. You look at Leeds getting a draw. 
could you have seen our team putting that much fight in? No. You know, the, the, the players, sorry, the fans were shouting, you're not fit to wear the shirt. You're not. You know, no. um, why do we keep picking Tielemans, who doesn't want to be here and is not that good anyway? We're picking Madison, who's, who's a show pony and likes to play for the camera rather than for the team. Um, and yet we couldn't pick Soyuncu, who, who's, who came back and had three man of the matches as soon as he came back. Yeah. The players have got a lot to answer for. But, I mean, there's like, was it five or six of them out of contract at the end of the season? Yeah. You know, there is. and... Are they really going to say, I'm going to fight and give, you know, leave me blood on the pitch for this team? No, they're not. No. They are absolutely not. And it's funny that Soyuncu has come out and said that he was offered a new contract and he would have signed it. But then he thought, why should I sign for a club that I'm not even getting onto the bench for? Mm. Great point. I want to hold you on to that point um, because we're going to come back to it in a second. We've got over 230 in the chat right now. Thank you for coming and joining us. Um, click the likes and subscribes if you are just joining uh, mid-show. Uh, great to have you with us. Um, I'm not... Um, it, I'm not drinking Ribena. It is, uh, as always, a nice, cool, cold uh, glass of brandy. Uh, um, but um, uh, what I will say is, is that you you've made some really, really good points. Two points that I want to uh, expand on. I want to get Jordy Chris's perspective on this because Ash talked. Uh, Ash and Chris have talked about Sean Dyche, and you know. I want to, you know, th there was talks about whether he could go to Leicester and make the difference. And the boys have just discussed that in a little bit of detail. Just from your perspective, obviously being in Liverpool and being around Blues and Reds in, in Merseyside, you know, what are the thoughts around Sean Dyche and what he's done at Everton? And, and are, they, are they kind of banging the drum for him about it, the job that he's done? Because, you know, uh, think about where they're sitting right now in the league. Um, so the Blues, I know, not really. Um, they're not really a big fan of Sean Dyche. They they acknowledged obviously that you know Lampard needed to go. I think that was that was obvious. Um, but I think, well, maybe maybe I'm right or wrong saying this. I don't know. But I think Everton fans feel a bit more above the station. They 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 think I think they think that they're better than Sean Dyche. Um, and I think that. I think, and to be fair, I can I can half see it because Sean Dyche, it unfortunately, is associated with like managing clubs who are near the bottom. Now at the moment that is Everton, but I think there's a there's a hope and an expectation that they can gradually rise up and get away from that. And whether or not it's Sean Dyche to do that, I don't know. Um, I I at the time when when Sean Dyche came in, I said that's a really clever appointment because if the worst comes to the worst and Everton do go down, Sean Dyche is arguably one of the better people to be able to turn that round and bring them back up. Um, he, you know, he's used to working with small budgets, which Everton were working with, um, and he knows the Premier League. So really, I thought it was a good appointment. Um, but you know, to go to go back to Leicester, I, I actually not I'm not fully sold on Dean Smith. But again, he he knows the league. He knows, um, you know, he knows how to deal with clubs who are towards the bottom. And when you were talking Pete before, you know, about bringing in the likes of John Teddy. If you're a, if you're a player and you're you've got a coaching staff which contains John Teddy. You would assume, wouldn't you, that you know there's going to be a lot of respect there, a lot of admiration, um, and Craig Shakespeare knows Leicester through and through, doesn't he? So it's it's I, I get the appointments, but I I just wonder if Sean Dyche was available, would they have gone for Sean Dyche, and would Sean Dyche have taken it? Who knows? 
I mean, Le- Leicester have got, well, I, I think anyway, Leicester, Leicester have got a, a strong squad. Um, so there was definitely players there to, to be able to work with. But the difficulty is, as uh, Ash and Chris have already said, it's whether or not those players really want to be there and really want to fight for the shirt. And certainly what I've seen this season, there's been moments or times from certain players where it doesn't necessarily look like that's the case. Superb segue, um, Chris, <laughs> as always. Uh, but I want to say massive thanks to Stephen. Um, he's in his truck, early start tomorrow, so he can park up and take a stream in. Uh, great to see you in there, Stephen. If you haven't already, subscribe um, to the channel. He's already smashed the like. And if you haven't already, make sure you do. I think we've only got around 60 um, um, likes already for the show, but we've got way over 200 in the chat. Come on. You know what needs to be done. You know it makes sense. Um, and come and subscribe um, and like the channel. Um, we've talked about it. Chris, Ash, you've already kind of sim, uh, you know, you, you're simmering on the surface with regards to the top, the hot topic, and it's what everybody outside of Leicester um, knows and is talking about. And it's certain players that you know are not going to be there next season. Um, and you've already touched on one of them. Um, and look, feel free to go into a little bit of detail. I'm just going to swap this back, Chris, one second. Um, uh, let's start with Yuri Tillemans. Um, you've talked about him before. Um, you know, Chris was quite vocal on him about five minutes ago. Ash, yeah. what is your opinion on, on Yuri Tillemans um, for you this season? I have to be honest, just to add before you answer, I was shocked to see that he was wearing the captain's armband. Absolutely yeah. shocked. Yeah. But just yeah. what's your thoughts on Yuri Tillemans? Um, that photograph you've got up there, Pete, explains it. Yeah, I did to it be for honest, <laughs> literally, you know, that's how he's looked all season. There's not been fight. There's not been because I remember last season, um, he's, he's, there was still talk of him leaving, but he stuck a challenge in last season, and he was like whipping the crowd up and like waving his arms to the crowd, trying to get them on side and stuff. Um, a bit similar to what one of your guys done to us earlier in the season when they we won a challenge. Yeah, yeah and he was whipping the crowd up and that was yeah. Tielemans a year ago. Now, no, it's shrugging the shoulders. It's effortless. It's it. The word I, I would put for Tielemans, I just think he seems lazy. But what advert is he gave for himself to, to attract a top club? Because I sit there and I think, what teams in the top six or seven would he get in their starting lineup? None, not not on not on how he's played. Certainly not this season. Yeah. Um, you know what, Jordy, Chris, I'll come to you on that because I know because um, I've got something else I'm going to come to you with uh, Chris with regards to Leicester. But you've banged this drum recently about him. Talk to us, Yuri Tillemans. Yeah. Yeah, do you know what? Like I, I mentioned earlier on, didn't I, that obviously in our house there's a, there's, a, there's a couple of blues and they've obviously been looking at Leeds games, Leicester games. And I've been watching Leicester recently with them. And I, I genuinely, and I mean this, I think Yuri Tillemans has been a disgrace. Mm. I think he's been an absolute disgrace. That 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 Liverpool game, he just, he just wasn't asked. You could tell. He just didn't care. But Ash makes a great point because... Other clubs who were looking at him, like we've we've been looking at him, haven't we, Pete? In January, we wanted them. Yeah. Um, in the summer, we were talking about getting him, and now, like, I couldn't think of anyone. I, I, I genuinely wouldn't want him anywhere near Newcastle United. Wouldn't want him anywhere near us because <laughs> if he's got that attitude and that, you know, yeah, Michael Palmer said, it's, it's like it's the classic side, isn't it? It's the classic siding. 
gold yeah. mine below. That will give you a shed load of money. It's a little bit like Kamara. You know, when yeah. we were with Kamara? Yeah, that's right. That's right. On three, he went from Marseille to Villa because he was given 200 and some stupid grand a week, um, where other teams were only going to willing to give him 120, 130. Um, it just seems like that. But sorry, Chris, carry on. No, no. So, I mean, I, I, I've not... Um... I mean, there was a there was a few poor performances that I've seen recently from Leicester players, but to me, he stood out like a like a you know like a like a sore thumb. And Pete, you mentioned it as well about him having the armband. It's to me, it's just crazy. And what surprises me most about that is when we were talking earlier, you know, about uh, the likes of Shakespeare, the likes of Terry, uh, Dean Smith. How have they not had that discussion? Because if we can see it, why are they not seeing it? And would it not be better to have a you know a youngster in there like Jewsby? Has Jewsby Hall been playing recently, lads, or is Tielemans in the team ahead of Jewsby Hall? I think he's been injured, hasn't he? He's, he's, he's injured. Had a knock. Yeah. Right. Okay. Okay. But I'd, I'd, I'd rather have a, an 18, 19 year old one around than, than than someone like Tielemans, who clearly doesn't want to be there, isn't interested, and then to give him the captain's armbands, like. Would it not have been better to give it to Jamie Vardy? Would it not have been better to give it to somebody who, you know, has kind of been on the, the whole journey, someone who's got the passion? Because surely, surely, uh, John Terry, Craig Shakespeare and Dean Smith see what we see. Surely behind the scenes, they must be seeing that Tielemans has already probably been speaking with his agent and arranging his next club. To to Two-word two reply to that, Brendan Rodgers. He couldn't do anything wrong for Brendan Rodgers. He'd pick him no matter how shit he'd played. Yeah. Uh, and yet, like I say, Kakla Soyuncu, who had his head turned, apparently, according to Brendan Rodgers, because Atletico Madrid were talking to him. So Brendan Rodgers refused to pick him, and yet he picked week in, week out, Yuri Tielemans, who um, who wouldn't even sign a contract. That was the thing with the bell end, that he couldn't decide. You know, he'd have one wolf him. His, it was, his ego was more important to him than the team of the club that was paying his wages. Um, that, that's why Tielemans. I tell you something though, Ash, and I tell they're not they're not I mean Foyunchu's off. He, he signed his contract, I think, with Madrid. But yep. they're not banging the board they're not banging the door down to get to Yuri Tielemans, are they? No. And I, I like these guys say I, th- I think he's going to end up taking a sideward step. Leicester City only a year ago were a, a, a mid-table team and actually like trying to have a chop at a European slot. So why? What's, See what, what's... Ash? Would you, if Tielemans now turned around and said, actually, guys, look, you know, because A, we know nobody's come in for me. Let me sign that new contract. I go, yeah. fuck off. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> literally. Put yourself out, mate. Yeah. yeah. Don't I want, want you to sign. No. I wouldn't. I wouldn't want him to sign. No, no chance. Not, not with how they've been playing, shrugging the shoulders, not tracking yeah. back when they're losing the ball. You know, <laughs> no effort at all. Whereas when you're watching Nottingham yep. Forest, Everton, oh, yeah. they're just fire in the belly still, and it's teams yeah, like that that about survive. Forest, that doesn't it? Mm. <laughs> <laughs> Let's not talk about that at this moment in time. I think that's that's even even more sore subject. But um, look, you've talked about it. That like, you've all been Coventry could win the playoffs. I know. I know. I know. Uh, just just imagine that. <laughs> but, uh, just imagine Covid Leicester soccer places like oh. I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm not even going to go into that. Um, but uh, another player as well, you've talked about Tillemans, you've talked about Sonchu, um, another player as well that we know and we've talked about quite a lot, 
um, is is you know is obviously of course James Madison. Um, it's looking like he's moving on in the summer. He's got a year left of his contract. We knew last season that we were really keen on him. We had two bids rejected. Um, the the question I look, I'll get your thoughts, and I want to get your thoughts on how he's played for you and his mentality and all the rest of it. Um, this is Newcastle fans have clearly watched him closely, but you know, in your minds now, do you think to yourselves? We should have took the money in the summer and reinvested it because you've looked at two or three players that you've already mentioned that are going out of contract that they clearly had their heads turned. Like, should you have cashed in on someone like James Madison to be able to reinvest and buy a replacement that's committed to the club and and giving everything to the club? That's just a question I'm putting out there for you, Chris. What do you think? Hindsight's marvelous thing, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Um. To be honest with you, you're welcome to him, lads. You know, I used to, I used to get offended by um, fans some of the clubs, you know, sticking our players in their shirts and going, he's going to be coming to us and he'll walk over broken glass. I'll fucking drive him to St. James's Park this morning. <laughs> I'll put is... the petrol in. <laughs> <laughs> and that says me about supposedly we've talked about our two best players. The guy is a show pony, you know, and... When he when he steps up and takes the wank of a penalty that he did, I forget who it was against now. Everton. Everton. Everton that was up there with um, what's he called penalty against Cardiff in the playoffs. Kermagans. Oh yeah, yeah. I remember that. If he if he couldn't just stick his boot through it, now conspiracy theory here that Jamie Vardy missed his the following week to make James Madison feel better, but that's that's just a conspiracy theory. <laughs> I was shocked Vardy didn't take that against Everton, by the way, because he has been your penalty taker. So I don't. I think he was on the that. pitch, was it at the time? I don't think Vardy was against on. Everton. I think Vardy yeah. was on the pitch. No, I don't think he was. Is he not? Because Telemans was holding the ball, and he would should have been. And then, and then Dean Smith comes out with the bollocks that, well, we don't have a recognised penalty taker. <laughs> yeah, every team has a recognised penalty taker, for God's sake. But look, you, you see him you see him tackled. And if you're telling me that when you're 3-0 down and you get a tackle, you lose the ball and you, you're smiling and making sure your hair's in place in case the camera falls on your face, show pony. You are, I, I, if I'd have been at the pitch, on, at the game, I'd have run onto the pitch and given him a sugar cube. The guy is. Um, he, he, I I used to love the guy. I've got a shine shirt of him there. I absolutely love the guy. But I'm sorry, like you say, I'll drive him. I shall put the petrol in for you. Uh, when can you take him? And I tell you, if he's played tomorrow, I don't. I don't think he'll make an effort because he will not want to get hurt, knowing that you guys might be coming in for him. A million percent, and that that's been the attitude and the effort effort of him since. Well, most of the second yeah. half of the season, really, to be honest, yeah. is his, his head is elsewhere. Yeah. And the one game that we managed to get three points, lo, lo and behold, Madison wasn't playing against Wolves. Or Tielemans. Or Tielemans. And we got yeah, three points. I know. I've got them both. I've not got yeah. either of them in my team. Excuse me for tomorrow night, Ash. I don't know about you. No. But no if, you want, if you want him, if you want him, guys, come and get him. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, it's it's not. It's, I don't think it's down to just us at the moment. I think a few in the chat put that um, is, the Spurs were Spurs That's seems right. to be the team that, he, that he's going. I'd love for. to see him go to Spurs. I mean, he's never uh, going to win anything, is he? 
<laughs> if he goes to Spurs, I'd love it. Sorry, guys, I know you want him, but yeah, go to Spurs, James. Go on, yes. But, uh, there are people that try, uh, as, as reports are coming out in from Newcastle journalists, uh, apparently there's people that are trying to say, to, uh, trying to talk him around and say, not talking around, but saying to him, you, you're better off going to Newcastle than Spurs. Obviously, Spurs aren't having a good season. Yeah. Um, he's got are a different. Are you really still interested in him, though? Have you not? Are you not after better players than that now next season? Well, we've been linked with similar type of players. We did a video um, um, uh, this week, uh, just gone on on Dominic Sabasly uh, from uh, RB Leipzig, um, who's who's a very similar type of player. Um, stats are probably better. Uh, in fact, some a lot of the stats are these passing ranges. You know, um, his effectiveness with the ball is actually better than Madison's. Um, you know, that type of player. Madison won't be the only guy that we're looking at uh, for sure Um, and yeah so it's what I will say is is that Eddie Howe is a fan and I think it's been well documented around Newcastle and and, um, around people that report on Newcastle that Eddie Howe is a massive fan of of, of James Madison so if there's a deal to be done and he wants to come up to Newcastle um, I think it will get done the one thing I didn't uh, that I didn't take into consideration um, is that his wife's expecting twins. Um, I th- I've just seen the thing is his wife's expecting twins. I think it's a boy and a girl. They had the gender reveal. I saw like Hamza Chowdhury and a few of the Leicester players there for this big gender reveal um, on TikTok. And um, and yeah, so he, he he's <clears throat> obviously with that, he's got to think about his family. He's already got a child himself and uh, with his partner. Um, for, his new, for his football fans, we're like, that shouldn't matter where he goes, but for footballers, it does. Um, and whether he wants them to be in, in London um, or because London's nearer to where his family are in Coventry or whether he wants to move north. I, I don't know. Um, go to it, Coventry if they get promoted. Yeah, literally, yeah. <laughs> Ash, do, you, do you not think, like, do you remember Jack Grealish when he first went to Man City? He yeah. was very much, he played for himself. Yeah. And I think when you look at Madison's, performances for Leicester, he wants the limelight. He will yeah. not pass the ball. If he th- if there's a pass on for somebody to score, he'll have a go himself because he wants to be seen as the saviour, the guy that kept us up and what have you. And I think it possibly would take somebody like an Eddie Howe to actually tell him straight, come on, you're a team player, because I don't think he is. No, I, I completely agree. And I completely agree with you on him sort of releasing the ball um, and Play, playing simple passes in. He's, mm. Instead, he's trying to take players on and things like that. Mm. But then when he's losing the ball, not tracking back and working hard enough no. to get back. Smile, so, smiling for the camera. Literally, yeah. So, no, I completely agree with you. Uh, I think he will end up at Newcastle or Spurs. Um, the way them clubs are looking at it is they're going to get him for a decent price because his contract's running low. And and it's a punt that they they can take. And it it'd be... If it does fail, it'd be squad depth, wouldn't he? Do you know what I mean? But his attitude has got to change if he's going to a, to a bigger club because it's simply not good enough. Not good enough. Uh, great points, as always. Um, I'll get your thoughts on, on Madison um, really quickly, uh, Jordy Chris. But uh, as always, we always prioritise the super stickers. Um, and Mohammed, again, thank you for your donation to the channel. Um, and look, we direct uh, our super stickers straight to you. Uh, whether we're on topic or not, because they're they're donated to the channel. Uh, do you think um, Jamie Vardy will leave if Leicester City are in the Championship? Um, 
I think two will win a Leicester City um, scenario now being repeated with Newcastle years later. Uh, yeah, I, to be honest, I think I personally think Vardy's going to retire at the end of the season. Um, really? I, I do. I, I, I don't know why. I don't know why. Um, he seems to have slowed up a little bit this season. Um, obviously, we, we know he's not had the season of his life, but none of the guys have really, have they? But I've just got a feeling he's going he's gonna to retire. Um, he's invested in a club in America, if I'm not wrong. And That's Don Busto. Oh, was it gone bust, is it? Yeah. yeah. Oh, right. There we go. <laughs> but but, but I, I don't know. There's just something saying, I, I'm, I'm queuing this announcement coming saying he's basically retiring. It'd be great to see him because we could do with him in the championship. He'll find mm. the net loads in the championship because I've he's watched got, the... I think he's got one more season left on his contract. Yes. And I hope he, he, he loves Leicester. I don't think he's going to go to another club. No, if it is Sheffield Wednesday, we know will be the one. Uh, yeah. You know, if they come up, but I think what an end to his story if he ended on the high of getting us back in the Premier back League. Up. Yeah, I, agree. I don't think it'll happen. <laughs> Even if he stays, I don't think we'll come back up. But what an end to his story that would be. Yeah, it would be. It would be. It'd be great. Um, just, just to add into that, you know, the, the only, the only thing is, and I, I look back to our um, the first time we were relegated, which I believe was oh eight oh nine, um, and the thing, the thing with Leicester is, yeah, you, you know, you've you've got some really good players there, and the, there are some players who, uh, you know, are naturally going to leave, and then there'll be some players who you want to leave because obviously you're not sure how committed they are to the cause, but. I look back to you know that 08, I'm sure it was 0809. Tell me if I'm wrong, Pete. I'm sure it was when we went down with the likes of Enrique, Colacini, Jonas, uh, Nolan, Barton. There's no uh, Owen Viduka, uh, yeah, Martin, David yeah. Duff. <laughs> some, there was wow. some, there was some, there was some massive, massive, massive players there. But when those certain players who wanted to stay, um, you know, we didn't keep all of them because some of them didn't want to stay. I they were a cut above the other teams in the championship. And I kind of feel that way about Leicester because, mm. you know, if you add Vardy up front, as Chris said, you know, if, if Vardy stayed around, he's got to be the best player in the championship, surely, in yeah. terms of scoring goals. And then, you know, even the likes of Wilfred and Didi, will he stay? Uh, Jewsby Hall, I imagine, will stay. Because you can't, they can't all go. And no. I'm thinking there'll be some players who go, do you know what, I will stay. And I just think you, you've got the nucleus of a very, very good squad. Even if you kept four or five of the first team squad and then put players around them. And then yeah. you've got to, do you think Dean Smith will stay? Will he, will no. he stay and try and get you back up? I don't know whether he'll be given the chance if, if, if we go down, but um, yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think who, who else, like we've mentioned earlier, who else are we going to get? It's not, it's not like it's going to be a big job. Because like you say, I think we'll keep some players. I sort of, I, I sat and I made a list the other day of the players I thought that were going to go and stay. And like there, there was seven or eight definitely that I was like, yeah, they're gone, they're gone, they're gone, they're yeah. gone. But um, like you say, Chris, um, there is still that nucleus there that should be a team that's too good for the championship, in my opinion. Mm. Maybe I'm being a bit mm. blue tinted, you know, but I, I do think that, there is a basis of a squad there that is too good for the championship, but they've got to get it right. And whether they give Dean Smith the chance, I mean, 
why, why not? You know, why not? He was willing to come in and take the risk when when things were going bad and he knew the job at hand. So why not let him have a go at the rebuild, you know? But I'm not sure what they'll do. I'm I not sure what they'll they, do. They say that, um, that, you know, the saying is a team's too good to go down. No team is too good to go down. That what you can be, though, is too bad to stay up. And I think that's, that's right at the moment. Is mm. that, yeah, I mean, I hope indeed he goes because he's just a liability and he's not the player he was. I can't but, believe it. But before, before you move on from that, I have to ask you about this because I've asked a couple of Leicester fans. I think, Chris, we might have talked about it. Jordy, Chris, we've talked about indeed before. Like, he, we were close to signing before you guys did. Uh, from Belgium, and he came through, and he was awesome for you guys. What has happened? I'm wondering, thinking like he's fell off a cliff. Two words, me. two words. Brendan Rodgers. He has taken <laughs> all these. Oh, he has. He the bell end has taken all these decent players, and he's made them absolutely average. Yeah. Indeed, he if he's in. You might as well give, just say, like, you know, have the penalty. Because he'll either trip you up or stick his hand up. I mean, the guy has absolutely... He was good. Man United have been linked with him after, you know, after a first season with us. Now, he's rubbish. Uh, but then we've got players like Samare and Dakar that we've just brought in, Sutar and Christensen and all those. They'll, they'll have to stay because they're on they longer will. contracts. Yeah. Uh, but do you remember, Ash, when we went down to League One? Yes. That was, that was like... Expected. It was a. It was two or three seasons in the making. That was a yeah. bit like this one. Now it was. It wasn't a surprise. And yeah. you know what? It was the best thing that happened to us. Mm-hmm. Got. So, I mean that that squad that we had. We had five ma- different managers that season. We were like Watford. Yeah. You know, with, with, yeah. with caretakers, and we went down. We got rid of all of the um, the Deadwood. We brought Nigel Pearson in, who had, funnily enough, you know kept Southampton up at our expense. He yep. came in, he got the players he wanted in. He didn't take any nonsense. If he did, you know, he got a few lone players in because he, you know, he knew we weren't going to be down there hopefully that long. I don't think we'd have ended up where we were now if we hadn't gone down that season. Absolutely. It would have been literally like I say putting the plaster on it. Going down gave us that opportunity. So I might be a bit naive, like you said, like you said, I might have my blue tinted spectacles on. I don't think we're gonna do a Burnley, but I think we could I think it would be good for the club in the long term. Get rid of even if we just pay them off, get rid mm. of those players. We've got all Brighton. He's got a year left on his contract. Let's get him back in. He's played for West Brom for a season in the championship, so he knows what it's about. We've got Hamza Chowdhury, he's got a year left. If Watford don't take the, the option to buy up. Get him back in because he'll stick his foot in. Yeah, he will. <laughs> he but, uh, as well, foot. as well, Chris. Like Justin's going to be like a new signing for us next season. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, of course. Who yeah. really decided not to uh, not to put him in the squad because he didn't think he was going to be fit in time? The bell end. Of course, yeah. now he's fit and we can't <laughs> play him. Yeah. That's right. <laughs> just to be clear, I think I think we're on four bellends for the show. <laughs> <laughs> I can think of more bellends. Anybody else can say what's wrong with Leicester? Who works? You know, Brendan Bellend. I mean, yeah, it, and that's it. You know, Ash, I mean, for me, that is the um, that is the, the the such the annoying thing is that he's not only got us relegated, but he's turned. 
good players into decidedly average players. Yeah. Yeah. He was supposed to be this great coach that could bring youth through. Yes, he brought youth through, but has Barnes really moved on under him? Has no. Jusby Hall moved on under him? No. Because no. he's a, no. a bell end. There you go, five. Barnes is off, isn't he? You're on six. You're on six. You listened to one a minute ago. You forgot you even said it. You're on six. Barnes is 100% going as well. I think you guys have actually been linked with him as well. The last I'd read, it was a double swoop they were looking for with Madison and Barnes. So I was going to wait in terms of That is one that I would miss, Harvey Barnes. I think he'll go, but I would not like. I would like to see him stay. Let, let's talk. Let's talk about him now because I was going to wait till the next segment to talk about him. But let's let's just because you brought him up, Harry Barnes seems to be uh, joining Chris. I think we've seen in in the Newcastle reports that he seems to be the the one player that we're going for out of all of those Leicester players that we've talked about. Harvey Barnes seems to be the guy that we we're we're heavily linked with more than anything. I've heard mixed reports from Leicester fans with regards to Harvey Barnes. You guys are talking quite positively about him. One or two are saying he's a little bit inconsistent. What what would he, like? look, I'm hypothetically here, if he did come to Newcastle, what would he bring to Newcastle? What are his main qualities that make you really, really rate him as a player? He's not afraid to take a man on. And that's why I like watching Barnes play because, he, you know, he's very route one. And that's what, we've lacked a lot of this season and he's kind of been the man that will sort of carry the ball and just drive in. And I think that would work really well at Newcastle. He's a very forward-thinking player and I think that's the sort of perks of him. But like you say, the inconsistency is the issue. Um, he's either the best player on the pitch or, or, or the odd week he looks like he's running in treacle, you know. So it's it's just <laughs> it's just what bonds you catch on the day, really. But will mm. will his attitude again? This is we're going back to the same old story. Will his attitude change when he's at a club that he wants to be at? Yes, you would, mm. should imagine. But these are professional footballers that should be playing for any shirt that they wear, and that's the unfortunate that's the unfortunate problem. That's true, Chris. What what what, are you, what sticks out for you about Harvey Barnes? About why you like him um, so much at Leicester? Harvey Barnes, he's he's got a love-hate relationship with Leicester fans. 50%, you know, love him, 50% hate him. You know, a couple of seasons ago, it was, oh, he'll he'll, he'll never take a shot and he's always passing. He never has a go at goal. And then the next season, he was was taking shots left, right and centre. And it's like, well, he never passes. You know, he he literally, he couldn't do right for doing wrong. Um, I like him. to be honest, I think I think he's actually better in midfield rather than on the wing. And when he scores a lot of his goals, it, it's when he's cut inside uh, and and going down the centre. So I think with the right manager, I think not. You see, nobody progressed under number seven. Bellen. <laughs> you know, they they all just it was like like Ashed treading in treacle, it, it, and it's the same with Harvey Barnes. I think if you know if somebody like an Eddie Howe got hold of him. He'll be in the England squad under under Eddie Howe. Here's the one. If you came in and said, we're going to get Telemans, take him. If you came in and said, you're going to get Madison, we'll drive him there, like we said. Barnes, I'd love him to stay. Again, he's done it in the Championship. But we've got to consider he's probably one of, well, we can't get any money for Telemans because he's fucked us over with the contract. Madison, Barnes are probably the ones we can get decent money for. But I'd like him to stay. But 
I think if if any of those, I would say to you, Barnes is the one, you know, that that you should go for. And I think Eddie Howe would turn him round, you know, and get the best out of him. Yeah, Jordy, Chris, I'll come to you. Um, they're, they're, obviously, they've given their accounts of, of of Harvey Barnes. Thirteen goal contributions this season. Uh, Twelve goals, one assist, in a team that's sitting nineteenth in the league, coming off the left. Would you take him at Newcastle? Do you know what's always put me off Harvey Barnes? I, I think, like, Ash has already alluded to it, like, the inconsistency. And I remember when we were first linked with him, um, there, there was talks like 70 million. And I was thinking, it's not not for me that. I mean, if, if Harvey Barnes was in, like, the 30, 40 million bracket, I'd probably be more interested. But, you know, I've seen moments of brilliance from him. But then equally, as Ash has said, there's been games where, like, I don't even know he's on the pitch. And I suppose that, that worries me a little bit. Yes, if under Eddie Howe, he might be improved. And yes, in a better playing team um, at the time or a team more informed, then yeah, he could he could shine. I mean, I'm a bit worried with... <laughs> now Now uh, Chris and Ash have been talking about Madison. I'm a little bit more worried about Madison now. And I'm thinking, oh, is he, is he right? I've had, I've had my... I've had my small doubts over Madison purely for the intensity. I don't see the intensity, but Pete, when when we've spoke about him and you know you've said technically he he would be you know he's got that moment of brilliance in him, and that's what we lack, especially in the midfield. We really really lack that. You don't want um, to show pony though. You don't want to show pony. Well, it, 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 it's interesting you say that, Chris, because um, that me and Jordy Chris have talked about it. Um, you're going to be known as Jordy Chris from now on. I'm, I'm going to stick to <laughs> Jordy Chris. Uh, uh, to be fair, we've talked about this before. And the one thing I've always maintained about Madison, I know we're talking about Harley Bars, but with regards to Madison, is that we do need a player that creates in, in our team. We've got the intensity. Joe Linton, Willock, they provide the intensity uh, like, like all the time. Miggy, um, Murphy, when he comes on and does a job, we need to find a balance between intensity and quality. Because sometimes in games, the intensity is great, but when we need to break down teams, we need quality. And I'm uh, I'm not saying that Madison's going to come in and, and automatically take one of their places, but what he will do in certain games in this season. So we look at, I think we've drew 11, 12 games this season. And that's down to not breaking teams down due to a lack of quality. If we had a, a Madison, not, not necessarily Madison, but a Madison-type player, mm. those 11, 12 games turn into five or six. And actually, if you turn those, uh, those draws into wins, we're on a title till this mm. season. And that's just me being honest. You look at our table and you take our 11, 12 draws and you make it five or six and you turn those into wins... We're on a title till, and that's a completely different outlook of this season. And that's why I think, in my perspective, we do need creativity. He might not give you the intensity and the runaround that, that, that these other guys give. It will give you moments that will make the difference in the game. And you look at you look at um, Madison. Someone else put it in the chat. He scored like what ten goals, nine assists, or something this season for you guys. Like he, like he's although he although he in your in your eyes, Chris, he is a bit of a show pony, and I get that because you're in a team that isn't performing well. I would take that Madison all day in Newcastle because if he could take that from Leicester and bring that to Newcastle, 
that would make the difference for us, if, if that makes sense. I, I don't think it might, might not make no I, sense. I think I, what I would say to you is the James Madison of a few years ago, or even last season, that got into the England squad, yes. The James Madison as he is now, no. You'd be better off re-signing Chris Wood. <laughs> wow, that's a big statement, that. <laughs> yeah, yes, I got it in. I'd probably somebody I'd get that in. <laughs> <laughs> that is a big statement. But look, let's hope that talk because, yeah, look, we've got 340 plus in the chat. If you haven't liked and subscribed um, to this channel and this particular show right now, you're mad because Ash, Chris, Jordy, Chris, this has been a fantastic chat already about so many different aspects about Newcastle and Leicester. And we haven't even gotten to the game, but we are going to get onto the game right now. And the only way we do when we get on to talking about the game in a little bit of detail is we start with looking at a few stats. Like magic, he appears. Double O Stato, um, the, the Doctor Doom, Jaws, whichever Bond villain you want to give him uh, the title to. Here he is, uh, Keith Roll. How you doing? Hello. <laughs> yeah, throw it in there. Throw it. <laughs> whichever Bond villain you want to give him the title to. But Keith, it's great to have you. Um, how are you? And what stats have we got for us this week? Yeah, well, thanks. Got loads of stats here uh, on Newcastle and Leicester. Head-to-head stats, manager stats, player stats, general stats to round off. Um, Newcastle's record in this fixture since 94-95 in the Premier League, um, played 33, won 15, drawn 6 and lost 12. So, slight advantage to Newcastle in this uh, fixture. Um, Until the last season, I mean, uh, this next stat, heavily weighted towards Leicester in favour of Leicester until when Leicester were more of a European side. Um, Newcastle have lost 11 of their last 17 games against Leicester in all competitions since 2014. Um, Newcastle have got a better recent record um, away from home um, at Leicester, the King Power Stadium with four wins and four defeats than at St. James's Park. They did get the one win last season, the extra time winner. But there were five defeats up to that point um, where Leicester were a Champions League side um, and when they were going for, um, when they won the title and when they were in Europe. Um, moving on to the manager stats, Eddie Howe, his record in games, he's managed against Leicester. This is heavily weighted towards his Bournemouth days. He's managed 21 games, won six, drawn six, and he's lost eight. Um but Eddie Howe has never lost a home Premier League match against Leicester City. He's won four and he's drawn two. Um, Dean Smith, his record in games he's managed against Newcastle United. He's managed nine games 
Uh, he's won three, he's drawn three, and he's lost three. So he's averaging just over a point a game in matches against Newcastle. Um, this fixture has produced a lot of goals, 88 in total in league fixtures since the 94-95 season, 48 for Leicester, 40 for Newcastle. There's only been th there's only been 3-0-0 draws in 33 games since 94-95 season. The last draw in this fixture, you've got to go back to 2003-2004 season, which, you know, near enough 20 years there um, when Newcastle were last sort of around the Champions League places. Um, Leicester, um, they've got the better defensive record in this fixture, going back to 94-95. 11 clean sheets compared to Newcastle's eight clean sheets. Most common goal scorers for Leicester against Newcastle in recent years has been Jamie Vardy with five goals and James Madison with four. Moving on to a few more on the players, the top goal scorers for Leicester this season, Harvey Barnes, just discussed earlier in the show, 12 goals in 38 games and James Madison with 10 in 30 games for Leicester. Callum Wilson, he scored four goals and made two goal scoring assists in 11 games against Leicester City. And Callum Wilson has scored 11 league goals since April. No player in Europe's top five leagues has scored more goals in recent times. The goalkeepers, Nick Pope, he's got 13 clean sheets this season compared to Danny Ward's six clean sheets for Leicester City. And a few general stats to round off. Newcastle United have won their final home league game in seven of the past nine seasons, with the exceptions being defeats against Liverpool in 2018-19 season and in the 2019-20 season. So Liverpool are the only team to beat Newcastle at St. James's Park in the final home game of the season. Leicester have lost three of their past four Premier League matches against Newcastle. They've won one and touched on earlier there um, more than they had in their previous 10, which again had a great record from 2014 up to last year against Les uh, Newcastle. Leicester have conceded 41 away league goals in 2022-2023 season. And that's the most since they let in 44 away goals um, in the 2010-11 championship season. And in a 38-game uh, season, it's the most that they've conceded since going back to 1914 and 1915 when wow. they conceded 47 goals. So that's the scale of the problem there for Leicester this season. Um and even if Newcastle lose both of their remaining games, they'll still finish the season with a new record of the fewest defeats in a top-flight season in their entire history. So that tops anything Keegan did or anybody had in recent times um, in, the, in the scale of a 131-year history. Leicester, um, they've just had the one win in 14 league games um, one win, three draws and 10 defeats, um, which just goes to show the scale of the problem in the second half of the season. If you look back to the first part of the season, 
Leicester had a couple of away wins. Um, they had some impressive away wins at Everton and West Ham. Um, and they haven't had an away win um, since the start of February when they beat Aston Villa 4-2. And that is the end of the stats for tonight. Thank God. That makes very good. That was always key, always on point and always uh, a balanced perspective with regards to both both teams. Absolutely spot on. And look, let's uh, develop that very, very um, slightly and look at uh, the tactics board because I put a team out for both Leicester and Newcastle. You might disagree with that from a Leicester perspective. Let me know if you'd make any changes or you, you expect um, any players in that Leicester team to be very uh, to be any different, um, but this is what the teams that we've gone for. Um, so, Chris um, uh, Ash, from your perspective, you know, does this is the team that started the last game? Do you, do you expect any changes? But equally, and I'll come to you, Chris, first on this. Where do you think? Leicester are going to make the, the difference and maybe cause the problems in, in in certain areas for Newcastle on Monday. We're going to see changes because he's not kept uh, uh, the same team too much he's run in due to injuries and just personal choice um, okay. since he arrived. Um, I think the formation will go is 8-1-1. You uh, <laughs> guys out. Um, uh, to, I mean, for me... Uh, I wouldn't have um, I wouldn't have Ndidi in there. I wouldn't have Tielemans in there. I wouldn't have Madison in there. Um, I wouldn't have Castagna in there. Apart <laughs> from that, it's a good team. Castagna? <laughs> Why Castagna? Castagna is oh, what? is that a horrible he, season? He, he, all he's wanted to do is be up Faze's arse for the last few games. The guy is. If he's playing on the left or the right, he is a wing back. But he, he's got this that he has to come into the box and be a centre back, which leaves your guys to come down either wing, whichever wing he's playing on, completely unmarked. The number of goals that we have conceded um, because of that this season is frightening. Uh, again, another player that was good and he occasionally things, but for me, if he was to leave at the end of the season, I wouldn't be sorry. Because, like I say, I think he's more, he, he does not do his defensive duties and he is supposed to be a defender. But I've gone 5-3-2. That's the way that I, I, I would go for the game. Yeah, Ash, would you, would you do, uh, would, would, do you agree with Chris or would you do uh, or put your team differently? And where, where do you think you can maybe make the difference? I, I, I think, like we touched on earlier, I think it would be brave to do it and it's not going to happen. But I, I'd take Tielemans out of the team yeah. and probably Madison and give yes. Pratt a go. And what about, you know, Mendy? Where is he? Exactly. Where exactly. is he? You're my brother from another mother. Yeah. <laughs> we, we can see this. Why can't the bloody managers? Yeah, literally. It's, it's a Mendy instead of Tielemans. I and, would, yeah. And you're going Pratt instead of yeah. Madison. And, let, and let's see if that team can put a bit of fighting spirit in. And if we come away with a, a fighting performance and a loss, you're happy. You know what I mean? If yeah. you come away with two of your star players shrugging the shoulders and again on the team sheet all the time, that's there lies the problem. Mm. So 
fortune favours the brave, Pete, and I think that's what uh, Dean Smith needs to do and show these guys that they're not untouchable. They're going anyway, aren't they? So we don't... Excellent points. Boys, excellent points. I think you think make some great points and two or three, maybe even four changes in there as well. Um, Chris, um, Keith, I'll come to you guys. This is the team that I've gone for. Um, It's not too dissimilar to what we've seen. Uh, The only real difference is there is that Willett looks like he's out for the season and um, I've moved him to the injured injured, um, section. Uh, But I put Anderson in there in that midfield three. Uh, Isaac and Wilson start, um, whether people agree with it or not. It certainly worked um, against Brighton. Um, Longstaff, I've kept in the squad um, but it, it could well be that he, he joins the, the injury table because he hasn't yet trained um, in, in, the, in the anticipation for the game. Do you agree with that starting lineup? Would you change anything, Chris? Um, and um, where do you see us making the difference against Leicester? Um, so I totally agree with the starting lineup, Pete. I think that's what that's how we have to line up, um, given the fact that uh, Willock's probably going to be out or Willockino. Um, so yeah, I, I completely agree with the start of eleven. Um, in terms of in terms of where we can win the game, I'm going to quote uh, I'm going to quote Leicester Chris now and say how long have you got? Um, because for me, I I just think I just think all over the pitch, I think we're going to cause some problems. Most if you're going to push me on where I think most, I would I would probably say Wilson because uh, if I if how you pronounce it, lads could be wrong. Like he mm-hmm. just he's got a mistake in him. Every time I watch him play, I just think, oh, God. Reminds me of a worse version of um, David Luiz. And at times, David Luiz could look sublime. I've yet mm. to pass look, um, you know, the, the, the real part. I think having Johnny Evans is, is really uh, back is really good for yourselves. Um, but, I, again, he was out for a long period, wasn't he? So I don't know how match fit he is. Mm. Um, Great point. Ash, I... can you see Chris Wood at all anywhere on there? Thankfully, we nearly got the best pot of 20 million for him. So, uh, yeah, yeah. He's, he's at Forest and he's out injured for the season. So, uh, and I, uh, we and Chris already know this and Keith know this, but they, they agreed to do the deal after three appearances, which is baffling for me. Wow. Um, and then I think he got injured on appearance five. And he's out yeah. for the season, so uh, yeah. we still take the money, uh, uh Chris. Um, so yeah, um, no, no wood anywhere. Sorry, Chris, carry on. No, no, you're fine, mate. I mean, I, I, I suppose I'm gonna, I'm gonna go away from us for a second and go towards Leicester. The only, the only, um, I'm kind of contradicting what I said before, but I'll put the original team back on one second, go for it. No. Yeah, no, no, um, the only, the only other thing I could see really. Is it, is it Harvey Barnes? Harvey Barnes, you know, he's, he's got that pace that we were talking about. But again, it's whether, it's whether Harvey Barnes is going to turn up. This is, this is the problem. Because um, I look at the I look at the Leicester midfield, and I personally, lads, I'm not going to lie, I hope Tielemann starts. And based mm. on what you've been saying about Madison, I hope Madison starts. Mm. Because if, if, if he only gives 50, 60, 70%, our, our boys are going to be, we're going to be going all out for it. I've got to be Chris, honest. that battle there. Oh. Oh. That's what we want. We we, yeah, we talk about is. this privately, like, like separately, away from here. Like we we, we we well, you said it as well. Like it's Joe Linton against Tillemans. It's it's a mismatch. Like yeah. the guy is on fire at the moment. He's playing so well. 
That's what yeah. we want. It is. No, you're absolutely right. And this is the problem with the midfield, isn't it? And even then, you've got Elliot Anderson, full of energy, eager to impress. Um, I think I think I said on our last show, you know, this is a great opportunity for Elliot Anderson because he's going to come up against the Leicester side who are low on confidence. He's going to be bubbling, full of energy. Um, and then he's also got an opportunity to play at Stamford Bridge last game of the season as well. So it's a, it's a great learning opportunity yeah. for uh, for Elliot Anderson and Sumare. He's he's going to be in for a he's he's going to be in for a tough evening. I really believe that. But yeah, that that's that's my thoughts on it. And as I say, I'm trying to be positive for you boys because I know that really, you know, if you even if you got a point, it'd be a fast you know fantastic point for yourselves. It would also ensure that we get Champions League football. But I just struggle to see. Anything but a Newcastle win, I've got to be honest. Me you too. know what, though, Ash? Football's a funny game, isn't it? It is. It is. That's, and it that's is. the it only. Is. It is. You know, it would just be so Leicester to actually <laughs> go and win this. Yeah, yeah. it would be. Yeah. And I did say at the start, you know, two seasons ago, we were, in this, we were in reverse positions and all the Newcastle fans were saying, oh, Leicester are going to batter us and we'll let you win 4-0. So just remember that. Yeah, just true. remember what it's we true. did for you that day. It's true. Yeah, <laughs> it is true. It is absolutely true. Um, uh, Keith, from your perspective, um, just to add on to what um, Jordy Chris has said, um, is there anywhere in particular that you can see that that we can take advantage of and, and we can make the difference with with that with that current lineup in there for both teams? Yeah, I agree with Chris Hall's comments about um, Wilson. Absolutely on fire at the minute. Um, with those most informed striker in Europe, really. So, um, I think an attack. That's that's going to be the difference, you know. Vardy over the years, you know, he's been sensational. But you know, is this a season too far for him now? You know, there might be one last stand from Vardy tomorrow night. But, but on current form, you would have to say that Newcastle have got the edge there in attack in tomorrow's game. And also in the midfield there with Bruno. Bruno again coming to the in the form on on Thursday night there. Some in, night so some intriguing battles there in midfield, but I still think obviously Newcastle have the edge there as well with uh, Bruno. And on your other question there as well earlier, again that's probably Newcastle's best lineup. I think you know Isaac and sort of Wilson did work on Thursday. I was skeptical beforehand, but um, they did work on Thursday. Played well together, um. So how it doesn't seem to change the lineups, I would go with that as well. No, great points uh, as well. Um, and yeah, I'm inclined to agree. There's there's lots of different little intricacies that could make the difference within the game. And look, Steve Smart, um, Leicester City fan, has put I would play three at the back: uh, Evans, um, Suter. And a face uh, with Castagna and Pereira as wing backs, Mendy and Madison, and uh, Pratt with uh, Barnes and Vardy up, up front. So um, a different type of formation there um, from from uh, Steve Smart. And welcome, Steve, to the channel um, uh, as well. And I think that, that's a that's an interesting point too. Um, what I will add to that is is what um, obviously Chris has talked about the Joe Linton Tillemans um, situation. Um, I have to be honest, um, I, I massively rate Pereira. I think his ACL injury has halted his career. Um, he is a, a superb right back. 
and he has the opportunity to to cause problems down this side. Um, what I will say is is that I'm looking at this. Miguel Almiron was for me arguably my man of the match, and and him and Wilson were unbelievable against Brighton. And the way you talked about Castagna, and the way and what he did to Thomas in the game on Boxing Day, he destroyed him. Like it'll be, he, it'll be, it'll be Christensen though. So yeah, that's true. That's true. I'm not putting him on there, but it could well be the same. But he is full of confidence right now in that I, I do think that Miguel Amiron after, after Thursday could well be the difference down this side. Um, that, that's for sure. Um, but and let's not forget that this is actually Jamie Vardy's anniversary match. Hmm. 18th of May, 11 years ago, he signed for us. Wow. Oh. So it goes on to the point. So we had Undav who cut through this mid, uh, this centre-back pairing and scored against us on Thursday. I'm not saying it's going to happen again, but what we need to do is be very, very careful. And Chris, yeah. you talked about it on the review show. Is that ball through the middle of the centre-back pairing? We need to be able to stop that. So either Shaw or Botman needs to come across to stop Vardy. To be fair, I think we've handled Vardy relatively well when we've played against him before. But we need to be sharp to that because Vardy, um, as we know over the years, has always got the opportunity to cause problems. So we do need to be, you know, intelligent and in, 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 in switched on to the fact of that. But they're, they're the ones that we need to worry about. Um, I, I do think Trippier, um, how he, he handled Matoma on Thursday, has got the ability to handle Barnes. Um, although Barnes is, is, is a, a very talented player. But there are just a few things that I think we, we need to keep an eye on from a Leicester perspective. But there are lots of positives of where we can win the game, for sure. And we've not even talked about Alexander Isak. Um, Alexander Isak has got the ability to cause crazy amounts of problems. And him and Joe Linton down that left-hand side, I think, will be will be a, a, a big, big problem. That's for sure. Um so looking at the teams from that perspective, there are just a couple of things that we think that could could be the difference with regards to tactics. Now, um, uh, Chris, I think there's a few questions before we go to predictions that you want to throw maybe to Ash and Chris. Absolutely. Just before I do that, a uh, big thank you to John Elliott for the donation. Thank you very much, John. Um, John says, hopefully Leicester don't get stuck in the championship as it's a hard lead to get out of, which we know all about. Um while you're down there, stuff the Mackhams for us and good luck. Um, yeah. <laughs> Come nice, on. Nice, nice comment. If right. it happens, if it happens. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Yeah, we've had some really interesting, um, really interesting questions here. This is a really good one from Alan Thompson. I uh, started this one earlier. He says, lads, did you find when you won the title that players you bought on higher wages after that caused problems in the squad as players who were there were on less money? It's an interesting question because you 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 guys elevated really, really, really quickly. And was that something you found difficult with the balance? Are you struggling with it now? Um, I, to be honest, I think after the title win, the players that come in were sort of like Slomani and Musa, wasn't it? It was, it, it was those kind of signings. Uh, yeah. And so a lot of them are gone, to be honest with you. Um, <laughs> but yeah, that prob- probably not because I, I think automatically that's when the players were starting to be handed contracts, obviously other than Kante who left. We kept old Amarez for a couple of seasons and we were trying to offer them bumper contracts, but 
I don't I don't think that was the problem. I just think we'd gone from one of the most miraculous sporting stories into a season where you try and follow it up with more fixtures and not as much squad depth. I think that was the issue more than the the wage buffer with the players. Um I don't know what Chris thinks, but that's my opinion. <laughs> yeah, I just think the players we bought weren't 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 up to it, were they? No. You know, like you said, I mean we bought Musa as a striker and then always played him on the right. Slamani we bought and, and never got the you know, we never played to his strengths. Um we we we, we suddenly found that we'd gone from shopping in Audi, we'd, we were finding ourselves in Waitrose and we were yeah. just going, oh, that looks nice and oh, that looks nice. So I don't know whether it caused problems because, like you say, the, the, the players that were there got huge wage increases anyway, new BMWs and what have you. But uh, I just think that the players we bought weren't, weren't any good, to be honest with you. Mm. Michael Pomar asks, uh, did Iosi go permanently or was it just a loan to Spain? He's on loan. Um, but when Rogers was still here, he did say in a press conference that it will probably be the last uh, game you'd see him in a Leicester City shirt. Whether that changes now? His contract's, his contract's up at the end of this season. Oh, there we go then. Yeah. I tell you what, um, uh, Chris Keith, it's a little bit like Kieran Clark for us. He went yeah. on loan to Sheffield United, yeah. but his contract's out in the summer, so mm-hmm. we won't see him back. Like he's gone, like he won't see him back at the club. But um, it, it's almost like they paid his wages for his last season at the club, kind of thing. And that yeah. is the point as well, Newcastle. You owe us for taking him off your hands. <laughs> so again, you can let us get a minimum of a point for that. <laughs> yeah, thirty million. Thank you very, very much for, exactly. for, for the uh, for the pleasure. That was, that was another. That was another decision by the Bell End. What we on now? What we on phone? Seven, eight, eight, yeah. Yeah, apparently, Mike Ashley had a thirty million like release clause in his contract, and that's yeah. what you have to sign. Wow. To yeah. Now, bearing in mind, and, and Chris and Keith will know, we signed it for one point five million from Tenerife. To then get thirty million for him, and we were like, I don't know about. To be fair, we didn't know each other at the time. I was gutted personally when he went. I don't know about you, Chris or Keith, about when I went. Well, when I say I wasn't gutted, that probably that's probably overagging it a touch. But I wasn't, um, I wasn't devastated because I thought he's not worth thirty million. If if we'd have sold him for like ten million, I'd I'd have been fuming because he he is a half decent player. But as soon as he said it was thirty million, I thought, wow, like that's. Perez was always a good second, like good half season player, like in the sort of like the January, sort of February time. He would, before that, he would get a goal in the first half, and then the second half, he would come alive and you put a run together. I think in his sort of last two seasons for Newcastle, he, he got something like I think 10 or 11, and then you know, 13 goals the following season. So mm-hmm. he it was to me, there was a disappointment that would let him go at the time. and You'll know what it was like at the time, lads. It was like he's letting another player go. We haven't signed Rondon. Who's going to score the goals for next season? There was always that fear and worry. And it was like, have we not signed a striker yet? We're not signed a striker yet. And it would always last minute. So that's the mentality of the club at the time under the previous ownership. Yeah. Yeah. No, I think that's fair to say, mate. 
Um, we've got a comment here from Steve Smart, LCFC. Steve, thanks very much for tuning in, mate. Really appreciate it. Oh, and I love I love this comment. I love it. He said, we are awful, but it's in our own hands again. We win both of our games to stay up. Uh, to be honest, I didn't see that, so keep the faith. Yeah. That's, yeah. That's we we, we used to have a, 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 there was a thing, wasn't it? A hashtag fearless uh, when we fearless. won the league. It's now been changed, apparently, to hashtag gutless. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> That's I don't think that's that. officially been changed to that. <laughs> it's how they've been this season, and uh, I agree. It is in our own hands. The results this weekend have blessed us a little bit, um, especially with the Everton one really surprised me. I was just expecting Everton to go and beat Wolves, and then it's pretty much all she wrote. But, um, yeah, it is in our hands. If we can pull off a miracle tomorrow and beat West Ham at home, then we're safe. But... Nah, <laughs> it's not going to happen. Not if we put in the performances that we have done in the last four or five weeks. It's just not going to happen. Uh, Michael Pomar says, um, lads, who will be the new Leicester manager next season? Uh, personally, whatever division you're playing in, Graham Potter will be a fantastic appointment. Great question. Great question. Yeah, Potter's not going to come to us if we're in the... Uh... Uh, championship, and I don't think, to be honest with you, if we stay up, would he would he come to Leicester? I think we are that toxic at the moment that you know you know he he, he would get a better job than Leicester. It's as simple as that at the moment. Yeah. Uh, if we go down, I think I said earlier, you know, we we're being linked with the guy at Swansea, but again to a Southampton, we're being linked with is it Thomason or Thomason or somebody at, at um, Blackburn. But what you know, again, what's he done? Um, I would not be against if we go down Dean Smith, Shakespeare, and Terry if they all stay. Me too. No, 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 no. God's sake, no. <laughs> Jesus. He got us out of the championship. He, yeah, he took you down to yeah, he took you down to the championship as well, <laughs> no, didn't he? he didn't. We were he all in before Rafa took Chris, George. The damage was long. He was at the wheel when you went down. He was at the wheel when you but okay, look, he brought you back up, but you know. Again, oh no, look at look at Everton. I mean, Jesus Christ. Wrong appointment. Wrong, wrong, back. Toxic appointment. You should never have done Everton. Never No, he should, he should never come to Leicester, hopefully. <laughs> uh, okay, well, I'll give you an alternative then. From Jordan Team for Life. Oh, no. Oh, oh, no. No. <laughs> well, no. Come on. <laughs> Which one? Chris, we're just being we're just being uh bantered here now, aren't we? Honestly, honestly though. Scott Parker. Ollie at um Leicester. Solskja? Ollie gonna Solskja. Why not? Hold on. Oh no, no, hold on a second. Ollie's at the wheel. Ash, Chris, come on. Right. No, no, you're, what, you're what? seriously considering Ole Gunnar Solskjaer. Right, okay, he's got Champions League football. He got Champions League football two seasons for Man United. What? He did better Rafa than the Beckett Ralph. Won the Champions League. Right? Rafa Benitez won the Champions League. 
<laughs> I know what you're saying. It's just the Everton thing, isn't it? One penalty kick away from winning the Europa League for Man United. Yeah. Yeah, well, no, I'm sorry. You can say, you know, like I say, you know, I, I, no, no, I'm sorry. But Ollie, why not? Because let's look, let me take you back to um, Ranieri. Do you remember how people took the piss out of us? No, he wouldn't have done. He would not have done. <laughs> he would not have done. <laughs> no, he would not have done. Did he keep you up? When you went down that season, how many games did Rafa have? Did it, what did he have? Did he have eight? Eight. eight so that was more yeah, games. So he had more games than Dean Smith has had or be having at Leicester, and yet he couldn't keep you up. So where does the maths come out that he would keep us up? Yeah, but we had Mike Ashley. That I'll throw that out there. I'll stick to my point that I don't think Pep Guardiola would have kept no, us up this season. No, no. And in regards to Wally, and in regards to Wally, right? Everybody laughed at Ranieri. We do not want. We know we're not going to get a manager that's going to come in and win. And when Ranieri came in, they said, "Oh, he's never won a title." Well, we weren't even looking for a title. If they'd got us to, you know, if he'd got us to fifth or sixth that season, we'd have been happy, wouldn't we, Ash? Yeah, you know, we never thought he was going to go and bloody win the thing. You know, no. that, there's that meme that goes around, you know, that awkward moment when you're trying to avoid relegation and win the Premier League. It's true. But Ollie got Cardiff relegated, don't forget. So you want Ollie, got them relegated. I would take Ollie, back me up here, Ash. I yeah. would take Ollie. No, I would not have Gerard. I would take Ollie over Rafa. I think I would, to be honest. Wow. I think I would. That's no, no fair, fair play. Big, 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 big statements there. Absolutely. And the thing with Gerard is, I, I spent New Year's Eve, so I was drunk, so I might That's... not have the story totally right, but I spent with New Year's Eve with a Scotsman who happens to be a Rangers fan. And he said that Gerard was really awful, that he was not the guy behind the success at Rangers. He was his number two. Yeah, I've heard that as well. What What's the guy's name? Is it BT or something? Yeah. Bill, that's yeah. it, yeah. Yeah, that's it, yeah. yeah. And then it was him that was doing the good work. And basically, Gerard was just a front. And yeah. look, what did he do at uh, Aston Villa? I don't know. But uh, I don't see... I mean, we have to accept that managers, like I said earlier, they have a sell-by date. Ranieri did it great for a year. Rodgers did it great for two, three seasons. But there comes a point when they when they get stale. Rafa, he's got stale. He's not just past his sell-by date, he's past his use-by date. Oh, God. <laughs> That's a big stale. And I know you guys love him. Of course you do. Yeah. I love Ranieri, but I wouldn't have him back. And I wouldn't say Ran- to you, go Ran- and get rid of right, It's like me saying to you, get rid of Eddie Howe and take Brendan Rodgers because he won the FA Cup. What's Eddie Howe won? Nothing. Take Brendan Rodgers. He won us the FA Cup. You, yeah. You're laughing at us. But it's only the same as you saying to us, take Rafa. No, no, I'm not, I'm not laughing at you at all. <laughs> to, to be fair. To be you fair, would I, if you were. Inside, you're saying Rodgers. <laughs> no, no, no. No, not at all. Like, um, to be fair, like, I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised. I'm not saying it will happen. I wouldn't be surprised for Brendan Rodgers to go and manage someone like Tottenham. Oh, I hope so. I think he's going to get that job. And the reason why he'll get the job is because, like, although although things weren't flat for Leicester, 
he's always been talked about for any club that he's been at, whether it's Swansea, Liverpool, um, Celtic or Leicester, he's always talked about as being a good coach on the, on the training ground. And 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 the Chris, I know you're shaking your head, but ex players that have that have, that have played under him have said have said as much. You know, like, we Leicester had more injuries now, but we had I, more injuries, didn't we, Ash, from the training pitch? Yeah, it was like it was like we had Harold Shipman at our training place. We had yeah. that many bloody injuries. It's I mean, cursed that place since we moved yeah, so, you know, there's no way that Brendan... Look, his reputation, he won nothing at Liverpool. He won something a few things at Celtic because Rangers weren't in the division for most of that time. And any one of the five of us here could have gone to Celtic and won the bloody league that time. That time. It was so easy. <laughs> I, I would love... I don't know about you, Ash. It would be lovely to see Rodgers go to Tottenham. They deserve him. He's gonna, he's gonna get that job. I think. I yeah. really do think that they're gonna go for him because they're struggling to get the people that they're sniffing around, aren't they? Spurs. Yeah. So, yeah. Oh, please! It would be, it'd be brilliant to see him go to Spurs and cock it up at Spurs. <laughs> <laughs> um, I've got four more questions here for you boys. Um, and apologies if I haven't got to everyone's questions. I do apologise. Oh, tell you what, let's call it five. Let's call it five. Right, so we we touched on him earlier, but Michael Pomar asked, what happened to Pereira? Uh, he was a world-class right-back. What what happened to him? I've got a feeling Chris is going to answer this for me. But go on, Chris. What what happened to Pereira? Oh, mate. Uh, injuries. Oh, injuries. I thought you were going to say, I thought you were going to say that. No, that's Castagna. That's Castagna. Uh, Sierra, better than Castagna in my eyes. But no, he was purely, he's just been unlucky with injuries. Yeah. And because of the way that we had it last season, we were we were having to play players that were not fit to play. They were on the way back, but they're in that, what they call that red zone, I think. And they weren't, they shouldn't really have been playing, but we had no other options but to play them. But as soon as he came back, he got injured again. Uh, I think he is a well. I think he is. I hope we keep hold of him. I think he's he's on a longer contract, Ash. But uh, to yep. me, I, I, that's what I'd say with Pereira. Yep. Imagine seeing him and Justin in the champion. It'll be sad, but him and Justin oh. playing down each side in the championship. Yes. I forget Justin. I forget about James. It's unreal. He's such a good player. We may lose him though. On 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 the man FC with like I think I mentioned it to the boys. Um, I, I don't know if you were there, Chris, on the show. I mentioned about the potential of, of us signing someone like um, Justin as an alternative to yeah. Kieran Trippier. Yeah, yeah. Um, you just want to buy the club. It was an option that it was an option that you talked about, but but I didn't really I didn't know why uh, oh, Justin had been had been missing for so long. He yeah. has missed a huge chunk of your season. Injuries, so, yeah. What what is the injury though? What is the injury? I think it's an ACL, isn't it? Mm. Yeah. Ah, yeah. So that changes things then because yeah. ACLs are kind of career changes. Yeah. Time. Yeah. Yeah. So okay. we just got to hope he comes back and is the same player when yeah. next season. But what better chance than, I know it sounds sad, but in the championship to get yeah. firing again and get the confidence up. Yeah. Yeah. So he looked good though, hasn't he? He's what? Sorry. He looked good. Oh, yeah. 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 He's come back. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Kevin Young's already gone Howard Chipman. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you. I never ever thought there'd be a loaded back AUFC show that Howard Shipman would be mentioned. <laughs> but I, I was I'm, I'm, av I'm available for parties, bomb it's for funerals. <laughs> <laughs> 
Oh god. Um. Yeah, this is it. And I've got a couple here actually for Michael Pomar. Michael Pomar asks, um, "Did you expect this season going how it did, and were the signs there in pre-season?" Um, for me personally, my alarm bells were ringing when I seen that Casper Schumacher had gone. Yeah. That then made me think that something wasn't quite right behind the scenes because he's always been one of the strongest characters in the dressing room, you know. All right, we had a stinking season with set pieces last season with corners and everything and there were major issues and obviously something went wrong for him to leave. But um, that's when my alarm bells were ringing because I thought, we've not replaced him, you know. And I knew we'd be in the bottom half of the table. Never, never did I expect it to be a relegation season. But I knew we wouldn't be there or thereabouts like we have been the last few seasons. But I just thought we'd probably finish like 14th, 13th, something like that. But no, not this bad. And the side what, what, what about you, Chris? <laughs> Basically what he said. Yeah. <laughs> 100%. Yeah. Yeah. Um, right. We've got one from Shane Mawson. Um, our resident, our resident Aussie. Uh, he said, "Question for the lads. I'm always keen on fellow Aussies. What are your opinions on Sutar? Need Ooh. him around next season if you go down." I like him. Um, it it was one of Brendan Rodgers' classic. Um, we had to drop him because he was tired, and yet he's just come from the championship where you're playing two games most weeks. So how come he's tired? You know, it's like. Um, you know, on the opening day of the season against Southampton, it was too hot. The players were, it was too hot for the players. And yet he only made two or three substitutions out of the five. Um, or, you know, the classic one as well was uh, when we played Southampton, he went like, well, we've got the most inexperienced, you know, the squad. And yet the Southampton squad at that point was the youngest we'd ever played in the uh, in the Premier League. Sutar, I mean, let's be honest with you, he knows the division. Um all right, Dean Smith has come in and that's been a bit unfortunate for him because he's kind of... Well, he brought Soyuncu back, didn't he? And, and Soyuncu just sort of was amazing when he came back. And you've got to... I think for me, I like Johnny Evans. A lot of players don't, but I think he's got that experience, that wise head on him. And I feel a bit sorry for Sutar, but definitely I think he's going to be a good... He's Harry Maguire Mark too, really, isn't he, Ash? Yep, he's exactly that. And I think, again... What better grounds to build some confidence next season if we do go down, which is looking probable? Um, yeah. To you know, become a, one of those solid starters in the lineup, build some confidence, start playing out the back because he's got the potential, yeah. knocking some lovely balls forward, and let's let's get some confidence up with these players in some hopefully winnable games next season. Mm-hmm. Yes. This question's uh, from our resident spanner Lisa Mole. Lisa, this I've got. <laughs> This does make me laugh. This question because, uh, yeah, this this feels like a dagger in the heart. Lisa, I'm not going to lie, but I will ask the question. Um, Are either of you at St James's Park tomorrow? Wall flags have an amazing display plan, so it should be mint. (laughs) I don't know whether you boys are looking forward to the display. I've got to be honest. (laughs) No, I'm I'm not there tomorrow. Um, If I'm being 100% honest, I've I've had my. uh, Gut full of misery uh, on away days this season, and <laughs> I know what's coming. <laughs> I, I live just outside Bournemouth. It's a bit of a, you know for a Monday night game. I won't be back till about Thursday. So, <laughs> you know, and, and to be honest with you, Ash, 
I suffer from vertigo, so I could never, I could never come and visit Newcastle where you yeah, no, you, know, you don't, you don't, you don't want to walk it's up high. Mount Everest. No, it's high. And yeah, this is this is the last question I'm going to ask you, lads, uh, again from Michael Poma. I really like this one. Um, question for Ash and Chris: Who do you rebuild the team around? Assuming, of course, Madison leaves. So, who who's who would you say is that one player who you definitely want playing for you next season, and you think he's going to be the catalyst if you do go down, or even if you stay up? Yep. Who's the one player who you go? That's the guy that we need to build the team around. For me, in the Championship, I think Dewsbury Hall. Hundred percent agree. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Future captain. Yeah. Um, local lad. Uh, he, he shows more bottle than the rest of the players put together. Um, yeah, I agree one hundred percent. Ash. Very good boys. Um, a couple of questions just to finish off from a Newcastle perspective. Um, he has just joined the chat and welcome here to the channel. If you're not subscribed already, please do so. Our question, why isn't Ryan Fraser playing anymore? Jordy Chris, can you answer that question? <laughs> so he, he, uh, Ryan Fraser isn't playing anymore because um, I believe, I don't know this for fact, but I believe there's been a little bit of a fallout behind the scenes. Um, Eddie Howe came out and said that Ryan Fraser has been demoted to the under-21 squad. And Eddie Howe, when asked whether Ryan Fraser would be involved again, um, was quite blunt and said, no, he's no longer part of the first-team squad. And he doesn't believe that he will be um, having any kind of future at Newcastle. So I think he will be one of the first players out the door come the summer. Yeah, I would agree. And Michael Palmer has, has put a question to me in Newcastle, but I'm going to ask this to Keith. Um, how will you celebrate if we get the job done tomorrow night? How are you going to celebrate, Keith? Hashtag cans, maybe. That'd be a good one. You know, a long time since we've had that. Uh, well, but absolutely. Um, just it'll just be crazy, won't it? Especially on a Monday, the start of the week. What a what a start of week it would be. You know, a win or a point. And Newcastle get Champions League. Absolutely. And uh, James Matthew, uh, photography has put, um, it, well, I think he's he's put a few things in there. It's happening. Uh, he's already singing the Champions League music uh, that's already out there. Uh, I feel I've been tearing my eye when it happens. And equally, he's put, um, and I'm not working on the Tuesday just in case I I need to recover. I think there'll be a lot of Newcastle fans that will be in that uh, position if we, we, we get the win. But um, great questions in the chat as always, absolutely superb. And Chris Hall with that Champions League music, he's always going to throw it out there. Of course, he was going to. Um, it's so overrated. It's I mean. It's all about the championship. All <laughs> the Champions League. It's all about the championship. Champions League's never overrated. We, we need to put it out there that the championship needs to have some music. They need to have some music to, to welcome their players out. That, that, that's what we need to do. Enjoy uh, it, lads. Enjoy it. It's great feeling. But you Thank guys you, are there. You Thank guys you, mate. a lot of stages. You, you've been there and, and you've heard that music uh, a lot more recently than we have. So um, you know what it means. Um, Hairs on the back of the neck time, wasn't it, Ash? Magical. Absolutely mm. magical. 
And I can't imagine how well Newcastle are going to do it. Yeah, uh, there's actually been some talk about whether we're going to play the music if we do get the win, um, uh, you know, uh, 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 on Monday night. So it's so one of those. You up for a fall, that though, isn't it? What's that? I was putting you up for a fall. Yeah, look, whether it's true or not, it, it's yeah. up to the point. We, we, don't, we don't really know, but. Um, I think just to be in that conversation it is amazing. And, yeah. and Chris has mentioned as well. Thank you to James Mitch um, to join us. And thank you, James. Um, uh, Chris, uh, Jordy Chris has got some fantastic um, uh, prize draws uh, in, in the works. Uh, so all for all members of Loaded Magazine FC, if you're not a member, make sure you are um, because there's a few things coming up right now and I want to end uh, just before we wrap up the show um, massive thanks to everyone that's in the chat about 130 sorry 230 240 plus watching the show tonight if you haven't liked and subscribed to the channel make sure that you do as well and thank you all for watching um, loads of comments in the chat tonight but like it uh, just before you um, head off in the next five minutes or so and make sure you subscribe to Loading Mag NUFC. Guys, I'm going to end this by getting predictions for us all. Chris Horn, we'll start with you. What is your prediction for tomorrow night? Come around 10 o'clock um, on Monday evening, what do you think the score is going to be? Well, it seems impossible for us to keep the clean sheet these days. Um so, I I personally I'm gonna I'm gonna go with four one. I think we'll win four one. Four one. Okay, yeah, uh, big score, big score. Chris, yeah. um, from uh, Leicester, Chris, shall we say? What do you think your the score prediction is going to be from your perspective, from a Leicester fan's perspective? Well, I've gone for this score in my prediction league, and I'm. Um, got more hope of me getting three points than I have of Leicester. So I'm going to go with my head, not with my heart. And I've gone 3-1 to Newcastle. Okay. 3-1 to Newcastle. Um, Ash, I'll come to you as well. Um, from a Leicester perspective, what do you think your, the score is going to be um, after tomorrow night? 3-1 uh, Newcastle. Wow. You guys are definitely on the same page um, yeah. as Leicester fans, that's for sure. 3-1 hey. Newcastle. Sorry, just just to nip in here. Mark Taylor asked earlier, well, he said, uh, Ash is an absolute gentleman, and I have hated seeing his stress over the last few months. Question to ask, are you on Twitter? Sorry, I should have asked that before. Yes, uh, it's just at Ash underscore Oceans Apart. Yeah. <laughs> if, you, if you go to, I think I put a tweet out earlier for the show, um, I tagged Ash in to that, so you'll oh, see great. his Twitter handle on the back of that. So, if anyone's not following Ash, and if anyone's not following um, Chris at Leicester Till I Die, the both channels are on, uh, um, both both tags are on there. Get involved um, and follow both. Um, that's for sure. Um, no problem at all. Um, I'm going to go Newcastle to win two 0 I think I think it's about time we got a, a clean sheet, and I think that I'm, it, some people are saying it's going to be a crazy score. I don't believe it will be, but I think that, that we'll, we'll we'll get the job done. 
um, and it'll be a 2-0 um, scoreline. And it brings me to our final predictions. And, of course, we uh, we always make a, a meal of this. And we, um, you know, some people call him Splinter because he sits on the fence. Some people <laughs> call him Dr. Doom because he's always uh, relatively <laughs> negative with regards to his comments. But actually, from from our perspective, um, more recently, he's been known as the predictor. Because Ooh. he and Chris know him as actually hitting the mark with his predictions recently, and he said so. So the new one in their camp is he is the predictor. So mm. Keith, what is your prediction tomorrow night? Go for it. It's like Joe's that, isn't it? A bit, you know. Oh, oh, Joe's six. Jaws. We got Jaws. Jaws is there. <laughs> The other yeah. one, the, the shock. <laughs> <laughs> this is the only jaws we got. <laughs> yeah, just to add a Pete's point there, I did call out on Thursday's show that Liverpool, Aston Villa at uh, Anfield would probably be a one-one draw. Could be a one-one draw, and he that's said what it I did yesterday. I think on tomorrow night, I think it's going to be a lot closer than Brighton. Uh, Leicester are fighting for their lives. Um, they realise they've got a chance, you know. I do feel though on Thursday night, after, especially after Liverpool dropping the points, that I th- I'm feeling quite positive and Newcastle could actually get a result. It could, you know, I think I think Newcastle could win it, edge it just narrowly. I think, you know, alluding to what I was saying in the earlier team predictions, Vardy might have a say in it. You know, because I think there's still probably a bit of fire there. Could be something like a two-one, maybe backing up what Chris Hall was saying there. That Newcastle kind of seem to keep a clean sheet at the moment and are vulnerable at that long through ball. So it could be like a, a two-one, perhaps. Um, but I'm also aware as well, for entertainment purposes, that the um, <laughs> people in the chat. I don't want to disappoint the people in the chat. So even if I think it's going to be a two-one and my head and my heart are seeing 2-1. I don't want to disappoint the people in the chat. So for the people in the chat, if you can see this, I'm just going to put... Oh, yes. <laughs> yes. So even, though, even, though, even though I'm thinking, and Lisa will be pleased to hear there tonight, even though I think it could be a, a win, a narrow win to Newcastle by one goal and three, I'm not going to disappoint everybody. I'm just going to say it's a draw. Okay, for entertainment. It's becoming a catchphrase, so there you go. Even though I don't even think it's going to be a draw, it's going to be... We'll take it, won't we, Ash? Yeah, we'd take that. And a draw, a draw will still get Newcastle in the Champions League. Yeah, I was going to say, this is probably the one the one occasion where everyone's like, yeah, do you know what, I'll take a draw. Like, a draw's please, all we need. Please, draw's please, all we need. Don't, please don't mess this up tomorrow, Newcastle, with war, war flags. Let's just have a draw and let's get, get into that Champions League. Gives less of the chance to get uh, out of the relegation zone. We could be party poopers, couldn't we, Ash? We could. Yeah. I doubt we're it. Not, we we're could. not going to, but we could. <laughs> <laughs> and just as we thought, um, just as we thought, you know, the predictor was going to come in with a with a fantastic prediction of a, of a huge win, um, like he did when he, he predicted five nil against Southampton. Was it quite five nil? But it was a it was a win, so we were buzzing with that. Um, I was about to add the uh, a new picture to the game. 
Drax with the facts, as Kendo put in the in in the in the in the chat earlier on. I was about to say you were with the facts, but one one really. No, I, I I don't think it's going to be a I don't think it's going to be a draw. Let's just clear <laughs> could that. Could we, we pin that? I don't think that's going to be a draw. I think it's going to be a narrow Newcastle win, but I cannot disappoint the chat as. No, you know, tuned, tuned, tuned in tonight and one is to say draw. So that is the catchphrase. I've got to say the catchphrase, which is <laughs> one. one. Just be a draw every game. <laughs> oh, it's an absolute cracker. Hey, what would it be like if you went to see WWE and some of your favourite... Can you imagine <laughs> if The Rock didn't say his catchphrases or something like that? You would be disappointed, wouldn't you? Yeah, you, 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 you're not wrong. You're not wrong, but, but this is not WWE. <laughs> but 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 fair play. No, I I get it. I get it. You, you you've made your you, you've made your points. Let's see what happens. Let's see what happens. But I have to say, massive massive thank you to everyone in the chat. First and foremost, um, for all your questions for Chris and Ash. You know what? I really really enjoyed the show. It's been a superb show. Great questions. Great talking points. All. Uh, the way through the, the show tonight. Um, and of course, it wouldn't be in a way days preview show without Chris from um, Leicester Till I Die and of course, Ash um, from the Talk Man podcast. Thank you to you guys for your perspective on Leicester. It's been a fascinating chat about players, the club, um, the managers, all the rest of it. And um, I, I honestly, you know, from, from, from your perspective, if it is the case that you go down you know, I hope you guys come back up next season um, and absolutely smash it. Um, but look, if you guys stay up and Everton go down, I'll, I'll equally be happy. So, <laughs> it's, um, it, it's no, happy. I think hopefully you'll be more happy. Well, yeah. Well, really yeah. Happy. Stay happy if we go down. Oh, you see, leave it till the end, actually. Then his true feelings. I'll equally be happy if you guys stay up. Um, and Everton go down, but um, but 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 let's see. Uh, I, I I actually think that even if you lose on Monday, I do genuinely think that you have a, a genuine chance of staying up. Oh, yeah, they don't to... know us, do they? They I, don't. I, I, I think you beat West Ham on the last. You game. you don't. You weren't there. Don't. You don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I hope so. It's not looking promising, but I hope so. Pete, <laughs> just just before we think, uh, just before we wrap up, can we throw the league table back up again? Where we were looking at before, because it, because it, it, yeah, um, oh, the, the bottom, please, the bottom. Oh no, don't. Oh, no. <laughs> no, I, I, do you know what? I see where Pete's coming from here, boys, and you're looking at it obviously from your, you know, your Leicester tinted glasses and everything's doomy and gloomy, but there, there is. <sighs> There is still possibility. There's a there's a possibility. I mean, look at that goal difference. Yeah, mm. but if we if you if, let's say you put five past us tomorrow, that's gone, and Fulham put five past us, so it's possible. Yeah. But if we lose to you guys, we've got to go to West Ham, who are riding the crest of a wave. They're in a European Cup final, mm. and Everton are they're at home. Really, I think they're at home. Bournemouth. No, no, they're at home. Bournemouth. Bournemouth. Yeah, I can I can see Everton beating Bournemouth. So, no, we're, we're down. We're down. But can I just say, all joking aside, I've got to say big, big well done to uh, Newcastle. Uh, great season for you guys. I don't think anybody could have predicted this good. I think you'd have been happy with maybe seventh or eighth, something like that. But, you know, I hope, 
I hope you don't do it tomorrow, but I think you will. But look, you know, you smashed the big six, which is good. You're going to be there for a few years. We tried it, but we tailed off. But well done, guys. Look, I love Newcastle as a club and I love the fans. And, you know, good luck in the Champions League next season. Congratulations, guys. Thank yeah. you, boys. Well, Thank it's, you not boys. There, it's not there yet. But what I will say is, is that, um, you know, from a, from a content point of view, um, we we love what we do on away days where we get opposition fans' perspectives and the fact, you know, from a Talk Man podcast point of view, and I know uh, myself and you, Asher, on, on Potts' channel, and, and I love what you, you guys talk about from, from that perspective. But Chris, from Leicester Till I Die, and your content is superb. I've been on your channel before. It's been amazing. Um, I actually really, really hope that you guys stay up um, from that perspective is that we... We, we continue to work together because yep. what we do on Loaded Mag and UFC from a, from a content point of view wouldn't be the same if we didn't have guys like yourself, Chris, and like yourself, Ash, on the channel. So um, fingers crossed um, you guys do it. And, you know, if Everton are the ones that make the drop instead of you, we're okay with that. Cool. Um, Maybe apart from in, in Chris's household, Georgie's Chris's household, but, uh, but it, it's all good. It's all good. But um, uh, massive thanks to everyone in the chat. Questions, everything, um, absolutely superb. Uh, Keith, Statman Keith, um, 007, whichever one, what you want to call him, your stats are always on point and it's been an absolute pleasure um, to have you on tonight uh, and to share your your stats and uh, opinions with regards to the show. Um, uh, still things coming through right now. Um uh, lots and lots of Newcastle fans, massively respective, uh, re respectful with regards to the chat um, with everything. Leicester, actually, lots and lots of, uh, of Newcastle fans want you to stay in the league. They, they want Everton down. They want Leeds down ahead of you guys. Yeah. So Everton always seem to do it every year. They seem to be like the new what Coventry were or Wimbledon were or what Sunderland were for a few years, where you know they look, they play terrible, and the. All of a sudden, out of nowhere, they seem to get one result, and that result was the five-one away, the freak result against Brighton. And last year, they got one or two freak results against Man United, and that at home, which kept them in the league. And it it's looking like it could be that way again this season, when they should be going down. But they always seem to. They only won. They only won two away from home last season, Everton, and one of those was against us. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Yeah. Um, just before we go, massive thanks to um, our uh, sponsors, theradiatorshed.com. Uh, massive thanks to all your support, Russ, and everything regarding the channel. And we've got Ash and Keith in prison there, um, uh, as always. And, of course, they offer um, a home survey service that will be installed if required. Um, and some of the quality of radiators there are, are there for all to be seen and of course we've got a huge massive thank you to uh, bathroom designs h2o and the northeast largest suppliers of viroy and bosch bathroom wear and um, team valley gateshead over 20 years established ran by the family so make sure you get down to the showroom on 11th avenue team valley estate in gateshead and just a little snippet of what they offer um and if you've not seen the pictures of russ from um uh, from you know the um uh from our sponsors um uh, from the h2o bathroom designs uh, with uh, callum wilson 
um, you have um, not lived. And these guys are massive, massive supporters of um, the the uh, our fantastic sponsor. Um, so let's have a look at um, uh, some of the other fantastic uh, radiators that are available to us um, as well. And if you're not already a member, and we've got so many other members already to the channel, and um, we're growing and growing as a channel, um, you have to do it on a laptop. You can't do it on a mobile phone. So make sure that you click that blue button that you can see on the screen right now. It's $1.99 a month, but becoming a loaded mag member um, makes the difference to us. And of course, Chris is in the in the on the show tonight and got some fantastic uh, prize draws available that are coming very very soon. Um, so make sure you become a member and to be involved in that as well. Um, I'm going to leave it there. Thank you all for your support in the in in the chat and thank you for Chris and Ash as well um, uh, for joining us tonight. And look. We hope for a positive result all round um, in terms of not just tomorrow, but next Sunday as well. And that we're all happy. Uh, Chris is praying to the stars. Um, we're hoping for Champions League football on Monday, but let's hope that we both get what we want. Um, and uh, massive thanks to everyone in the chat. That's it, show. That's, that's it for the show. Um, thank you all for joining us. And of all, as always, um, we do love playing away, guys.